The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to SoaringEagleCasino.com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is time to begin another hour on the only syndicated afternoon sports radio show in this state. 19 stations strong. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. There you can listen to the free stream weekdays at 3. And on the iHeart app, search The Huge Show. And you can listen anywhere in the world where you get mobile service. Bangladesh, what's up? Your top 10 in terms of the huge show popularity worldwide. We will talk to Jeff Risden, Lions Wire, Draft Wire, Detroit Lions podcast. Lions are in the NFC Championship game on Sunday night in San Francisco against the mighty Niners. Are they going to take care of business and make it to the Super Bowl for the first time in franchise history? You can join in with your comments and questions. On the Mercantile Bank listener line, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. At HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook. Also opt in on that HUGE text chain, text word HUGE, 21,000. Honolulu Blue, HUGE question of the day presented by Coppercraft Distillery. What's your prediction on the final score on Sunday? Niners, Lions. I'll give mine later. We'll see if Rizzy is ready to give his because we are in unchartered territory. Back-to-back playoff wins by the Lions at home. They're now looking for their first road victory since, what, 57? 1957. Wow. And where'd they do that? In San Francisco. It's been a while. Been a long time. Is that is that 67 years? Am I doing the right math? Yes. No, it's longer than that. It's 65. It's 71. It's, it's, I, I don't even know. It, <laughs> Hold on. It's, what, it's, it's 2024. It's, 40, it's 43. It's 24. It's 60, 67. I said I was right. Correct. There you go. First time around. Yeah. Look, 71. It's 72. I'm try, uh, I'm blue to 71. Think. Omaha, 71. 67. I'm trying to base it off like when my mom was born in 49. So I know how old she is. So I'm like trying to do the math. Back oh, we just say hey, <laughs> for the old schools, Ohio University in Oklahoma. You just found out why we both got masters in math. 
Mathematics. Who going says 67? It's a 71. It's 65. It's 42. Omaha, blue set hut. I was blessed to, t- to uh, have two degrees, and neither one of them required a math class. Amen, brother. Worst experience of my human Ugh. life, math at any time. And oh, it's well, not for me. Not for me, not for me at all. All right. Uh, Lions are for everybody. Uh, I mentioned the back-to-back playoff wins off of what they did to Tampa Bay. They're not going to have that electric atmosphere. I know they'll get some from the Lions Nation who will travel to San Francisco, but I think this is a different destination and you have the possibility of the Super Bowl. And we've already had the Lions sell out Ford Field on the $20 tickets for the Lions Foundation for their watch party Saturday night. 62,000 tickets sold in less than a day. They went fast. Uh, I had people emailing me and texting me like Sunday night after they announced that they were doing it. Like, can I get a code? I'm like, I don't have a code either, buddy. Sorry. Like they, it, that is awesome. Uh, it, it's really, really fun to do those sorts of things. Uh, I was blessed when I lived in Houston um, to watch. I forget, I forget. I forget who it was, but it was a. There was a. They did a watch party at the Toyota Center for the Rockets were playing somebody somewhere, and uh, just that packed arena. And that again, that's basketball. Rockets weren't even that good at that time, but like. 10, 12,000 people there watching the game together. Like, that's really, really, it, it's it's energy. Think about the Lions, 62,000? It's, it's going to yeah. be like a game. Absolutely. It's going to have a game day. Atmosphere. I assume they're setting their, cool stuff uh, their season ticket holders, their suite holders probably got access to their suites. They did. And I would think on the field, because the game is way up on the screens, I assume VIPs, uh, their sponsors are probably going to have tables on the field where people could watch a game who are, who are big supporters of the Lions. Yeah, and, and you and I talked about this before we went on the air, but the, the event staff at Ford Field, they get it right. They know what they're doing. Yeah, Anthony Bellino, the in-stadium host on all the TVs, pre-game, in-game, post-game, uh, from X's and Bros, heard weekday mornings at 6 a.m. on the Michigan Sports Network. He does a great job. They ramp it up. You're getting America. Uh, behind the Lions. Over 40 million viewers, even more than the L.A. Rams in the Tampa game. Uh, this country has embraced Dan Campbell, Jared Goff, and the Lions. They have superstars. They have playmakers on offense and defense like Branch and Hutch. They have Gibbs, which I'm trying to think after McCaffrey, Rizzy, after McCaffrey, is Gibbs the best running back in the NFL? He's got a chance to be that the, with the way. And again, we talked about this before we went on the air. The acceleration that he had, like w- with Antoine Winfield one on one on his touchdown in the hole. Antoine Winfield is the best safety in football, and he made him look stupid. Just the acceleration and the plant, the ability to, to just run past him. That's that was unreal to me because uh, I thought I thought that was going to be a, like a 10, 12 yard gain. I thought Antoine had him like oh, this guy's incredible. Like He's re- like. There is not a Lions fan in the world that would not take Antoine Winfield starting on this football team. And Gibbs made him look stupid. And that was that's unreal to me. And how good is Branch uh, behind the line of scrimmage, whether it's uh, a tackle on a run, whether it's blitzing? And again, i got to give Aaron Glenn a lot of credit. When they blitz, they are a better defense. You know, and, and I actually have a thing coming at Lions Wire that will be up uh, either tonight or tomorrow morning, depending on how, how much time I get. But 
I broke down one of the blitzes that they did, one of the early ones, and it's not just like the scheme of it. The players, Iffy, Jack Campbell, didn't have a very good game otherwise. They do such sharp execution. Like everything has to be done right on the timing and the coordination and the, and the syncopation between all the, the different moving pieces. The Lions do that really, really well on the blitz. They, they have their faults on defense. There's no doubt about that. But when they they bring extra players, they do a fantastic job of of scripting it and selling it and concealing it and, and working off of it. Uh, because when you blitz, you have you're leaving somebody uncovered. You're leaving an option for Baker Mayfield or for this coming week, Brock Purdy. Like he's gonna have somebody that's that you can exploit the blitz with. They do a great job of making sure that the quarterback's attention doesn't go there. And it seems simple, and it seems like something that everybody would do. I have watched many defensive coordinators struggle with that. We, we had one in Matt Patricia. We, we, Joe Barry in Green Bay is a great example of a guy who doesn't do that very well. They just don't, they don't sell it very well, whether it's the players or the coaching staff just doesn't have that attention to detail. Again, a lot of people like to criticize AG. I will say this for him. His attention to detail is really, really good. Doesn't always turn out the way we want it to, but he's – uh, he's 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 a good one. <laughs> you know, Aaron Glenn's name isn't being linked to any job openings right now. The job opening Callahan got the job in Tennessee. I thought Glenn might be the guy there, but with a young quarterback, I can see why they went to the Bengals' offensive coordinator. Uh, you get all the other openings. I know the Lions still are playing, but Johnson and Glenn both did virtual Zoom interviews last week from Allen Park. Are one, both, or none gone uh, when the Lions' playoff run is over? I think Johnson is going to go this year. Uh, whether it's Washington or the Chargers' job, if Harbaugh doesn't take that, which we'll see on. Uh, no, I don't think anybody knows either on either side of that coin yet what, what's going on, but we'll see on that. Uh, the Falcons are still out there. That I don't, I don't know about that one. Because that, that one seems like... I don't see a fit for Glenn right now. I think Quinn's going to be Seattle's... Yeah. Replacement for Carroll. Yeah, right? I, I think I think Glenn's best shot was the Tennessee job because he had interviewed That's there, what I and, and I had heard that it went well. But uh, you know, well, they went offense because they got they got Levis and they got a young yeah, quarterback. That right? makes sense. And, and they um, also uh, Brian Callahan, their new head coach. His dad is Bill Callahan, the legendary offensive line coach. He currently coaches for the Browns. But uh, the Browns made the playoffs this year, playing their number four and number five offensive tackles on their depth chart most of the season without Nick Chubb. Uh, so. That that that's a testament to their line, but uh, he he's a good hire. I, I actually like that for them. I he's a young guy. He's in the same mold as Ben Johnson in that he's a creative young mind, aggressive, works very well with quarterbacks and tailoring. He's done a good job of tailoring the offense in Cincinnati to what Joe Burrow does. And then when Jake Browning came in, I'm not a Jake Browning fan. I didn't think he was any good at all. And they they won games with him. That's that that was a selling point for him. You know, Johnson's issue now is that they're playing so long, he can't do the in-face interviews. Like, that's that's tough. Yeah, I, I do. I, I feel Glenn with the Tennessee job filled. I don't think he'll be leaving. And Johnson, if it's not Carolina or Washington, you kind of feel that he could get another year in Detroit. I just don't yeah. know. I, I feel Johnson is gone. I feel Glenn will stay. And then yeah. that from the start. And then when the Tennessee job wasn't getting filled, I'm like, okay, Glenn, Glenn has a shot there, especially with the way the Lions defense has been playing the last couple of weeks. Yeah, and the thing with Johnson and Carolina is 
He didn't want that job last year when they had the number one overall pick that he could take the quarterback of his choosing. And, you know, this year they don't have that. And they chose poorly. I mean, Bryce Young, yeah. That's not looking so good. Hello, right CJ Stroud. <laughs> CJ Stroud's the runaway winner for the offensive rookie of the year. And Bryce Young. Uh, he still can't beat a hardball coach team. He, he can't beat a lot of teams right now. <laughs> they're, they're, now, they had a lot of other problems, too. It's too early to go out on him, but it uh, did, didn't look good for Bryce Young. I, I think if Johnson doesn't take Washington, he's staying. And now, Glenn, I believe, will stay in Detroit. That's uh, just my opinion yeah, and, from the outside looking in. And I think that most fans are coming around to the fact that Aaron Glenn is a pretty good coach. He's limited by what he's got personnel-wise. Um, he does have some frustrating peccadillos that, that they annoy me, too, and I tend to be labeled as one of his big supporters. Like There are things that Aaron Glenn can do better, too, but uh, I, I'm happy having him come back. I think he's got a very good connection with Dan Campbell, and, and when to amp up the aggressiveness. Dan's an aggressive coach. He's playing to win. He's not playing not to lose. He's playing to win. And when AG plays to win, and I thought he did a very good job of that against Tampa Bay, um, and not being passive, not letting Baker Mayfield just stand there and throw the ball to Mike Evans. He did that a lot anyways, but they made it as difficult as they could be with the the coverage. They, they got... Ugh. Yeah, we got C.C. Sutton back there. You know what C.C. stands for? I guess can't cover. Got it. <laughs> Boom. Congrats. You're going to the bonus round, Rizzy. Can't cover C.C. Sutton. The only thing I Why would... didn't they throw to Mike Evans every time? I, I don't. I mean, it, it, it's crazy to me that they're picking on him because Kendall Vildor on the other side. I mean. His friends from Georgia Southern, I think. I, he must have. Did he go there? He did. Yeah. yeah. So his buddies were sitting right. We were in the friends and family section. His buddies and former teammates were sitting right behind us. That's cool. Yeah, he's he's he was a, a guy that you know he couldn't really latch on with the Bears um, when they were. He's bad. okay, but I I don't expect a lot. You know, Sutton was he, a free he, agent he started, coming, and I expected more. Vildor was on the street when they, and now he's starting. Like the, he he has leapt over a lot of other. CC Sutton is killing me. He's he's not playing. He's got to stop sitting on those. I think he has a twin brother, CT Sutton, which is can't tackle. He did miss are they, are they on too. the field at the same? Is it like 1A and 1B, like a horse race where you got both horses? I am so praying that, that Cam Sutton will make the game-sealing interception this coming Sunday. He could, but uh, he's, he's having a rough go of it right now. Stop squatting on the long routes. He squats on every route, even though he knows. Well, some of the fact is that they don't trust the. How about over you the play the help. ball one time? Uh, that's that's not something. That is not that is. If you want to criticize Aaron Glenn, his defensive backs consistently do not locate the ball in the air very well. It's just not, it's just not something that he emphasizes. I don't know why, why is that. I don't know. I wish I could answer that. Well, keep an eye on CC and CT Sutton on Sunday. There's their cornerbacks coach Dre Bly, one of the best ball hawks we've ever seen in a Lions uniform, and. It ain't it, it it ain't translating from him as a coach to the players that are on the field. And what you're gonna get, you, I, I think, at the latest NFL team rankings, I looked at number two offense, number two defense, give or take, right close, right there in the mix. Yeah, N- Niners both sides of the ball. The, the big key for the defense, and I think this entire game comes down to this: Debo Samuel, his shoulder. If he can't go, or he's extremely limited, and basically in a decoy position after being in street clothes for most of that Packers game, 
then San Francisco gets average because you take away McCaffrey and you're like, Ayuk or Kittle, uh, we'll take our chances there. But if Samuel and the shoulder recovers, that's when the Niners are almost unbeatable. They're very dangerous that way. And and it's it's similar to like if if the Lions play without Amon Ross St. Brown. Like what happens to the offense? Well, every everybody gets moved up a step and it's almost not, like no Laporta now, he's that important, right? Laporta's Laporta's so How good. How good is he? And he's they got, so good. And they got Zach Ertz, which is a great veteran. So I hope he's healthy because uh he he was waived off the injured reserve from 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 Arizona at his request because he thought he would be able to come back and play. This is a guy who hasn't put on pads or practiced in a lot since uh October I think it was week seven that he got hurt, and and he was not clearing physicals when he was trying to sign along the way. So keep the expectations low for him, but he 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 can at least come in and be serviceable for ten to fifteen. Nothing to team. lose, but he he can fill the James Mitchell role of ten to fifteen snaps, like and that's fine. Just um, nothing to lose with him. Put him on the practice yeah. squad, which they did, and if he's healthy, yep. they might activate him. Exactly, right? and and Steve Hyden, the Lions tight end coach, a very good one. Uh, was his coach in Arizona, so he knows him. He knows the system. He knows he knows what he's getting. Uh, which uh, we talked about a little bit yesterday. The, the guys who are hunting for rings, they're coming to Detroit. They want to come to Detroit now. What a sea change from five years ago. <laughs> no matter what happens on Sunday against the Niners, Rizzy, the off season with the draft in Detroit, with free agency, with the draft, that the Lions are. And with Holmes's track record right now and the way the coaches have developed talent, things are only going to get better. And yeah. and I can't wait for the draft when Roger Goodell announces with the 32nd pick in the 2024 NFL draft, the world champion Detroit Lions. Could you imagine him saying that in Detroit at the end of April of this year? That would be unreal. I, I can't wait for it. I, I think the party will go be. literally from, so they win the Super Bowl second week of February. They have a parade within the week. I think it will be like a two-month Mardi Gras in the state of Michigan through the NFL draft of celebrating, and I'm talking day in, day out, celebrating, taking off of work, calling in sick, kids aren't going to school, it's two months of a borderline international holiday across the state. It will be, I've always said this from day one of doing this show, 22 years ago, the biggest thing we'll ever see if it happens would be the Lions winning a Super Bowl. 100%. And I, I will say, I, as you know, I'm from Cleveland. I'm a massive Cleveland Cavaliers fan. When the Cavs won the title in 2016, they held their their parade and their ceremony downtown. 1.5 million people showed up for that. The Cavs are the number three sport in Cleveland, and it's not close to one or two. The Guardians and, and the Browns are far and away ahead of them. The Lions, where they stand in, in the pantheon of, of Detroit sports, you're going to get 5 million people down there. And there's 10 million Lining people in the state. I, I agree with that. And I'm telling you that with the draft there, you will have a two-month celebration with how long the Lions fans have waited, this isn't crazy talk. As Dan Campbell said in the locker room afterwards, two more, one then a bye week. There's two weeks between Sunday night's game and the Super Bowl in Vegas. They just got to take care of business on Sunday, and they are down to the final two and will play the winner of Kansas City 
in Baltimore. And if Kansas City makes it, it's Eminem versus Taylor Swift. Game over. Advantage Detroit. Advantage Detroit with Eminem and Taylor Swift. Because I've had it now. Did you see her uh, custom design Kelsey 87 jacket? And then I did. And then Mahomes' wife had one. I mean, the best part about that was Jason Kelsey for every uh, older was, guy. That with, was awesome. With his shirt off and, and beer, beer bongs, uh, drinking out of a bowling ball in the parking lot, uh, sitting behind Taylor Swift with her. Coming in with the camera shots, and you show it shows him with his beard, like with quesadilla stuck in it or pizza, and he's guzzling a beer. That's like that's the every man. He's living well, the dream. Uh, God bless him, man. You don't he's, think his podcast, as my good buddy Matt Hanlon said, you don't think his podcast has ten million extra hits <laughs> this week that he does with that, Travis? That's spectacular. He's he's I, I I don't I'm not a podcast guy. I listened to that one. That was a good one. The Heights, it's a good one. Oh, yeah, because they're from the Cleveland area. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. And yep. Travis and Jason, did they both play at Cincinnati? They did. Yeah, and that's awesome. And I, So Kansas City started the season at Arrowhead, and it could end in Vegas with the Lions and the Chiefs. But I'm sorry, in Baltimore with Lamar, with how well they have hammered quality teams in Baltimore this year, I don't count out Patrick Mahomes or Kelsey in that combination. You saw it work in Buffalo. Yeah, Tough to go against the way Baltimore has played this year, especially Lamar Jackson, who is the league's MVP. They are playing some spectacular football right now, and they hung 20-point-plus wins over both the Lions and the 49ers this year. Hmm. And they drilled the – then they almost put up 50 on – Miami yeah. uh, in Baltimore. <laughs> They've clubbed some teams this year. Good I mean, teams. Yeah, I mean, one at San Francisco. Yes, that was in, that was in San Francisco. But that was they Lamar won. being mobile there. They won. I think it was thirty-three to ten. But Goff's not say. that guy. So no. again, we, we talked. Goff about- ran though. He ran for a seven-yard run, and I wrote about it today, and it'll be publishing tonight. Okay, that was my favorite. That was my favorite play of the game because I have been begging him to run because the opposing defenses they let him. They, if you want to run, Jared, go. He finally took advantage of it. It was like Jordan Love in that final interception in the Niners game. They had like a third and long, or second and long, whatever it was. Uh, and I'm watching it with my buddies that Love had an open field for at yes, least 10 or 12 yards. I don't think he would have got the first down, could have, but it would have set up a – you still have the bull, and he throws yeah. it across his body back to the middle. It's picked off. It's game over. Green Bay did everything but win that game. They did. And the Lions would be hosting. Could you imagine right now if we're talking on the huge show across Michigan about the Lions and the Packers Sunday at Ford Field? It was close. It was very close. So how do the Lions capitalize and go one step further? Packers made it close. Lions need to win. Like I mentioned, top two on both sides of the football. Defense on their side seems pretty healthy. How do they beat the Niners? You got to take advantage of the mistakes. The Packers dropped two interceptions. Oh. They missed a fumble recovery. They oh. missed a sack oh. on a third down. You've got it. You've got to finish the plays, and both on offense and defense. You can't drop any passes. You can't miss a block. You can't have pre-snap penalties. I, I went crazy watching the Texans game this weekend. Seven pre-snap penalties on that team. Now they were in it at halftime, ten to ten. You're not going to win games with seven pre-snap penalties. The, the Lions would do a pretty good job of that. Panay Sewell is in the top ten in, in pre-snap penalties this year. It's one of the 
Again, he's he's phenomenal. Everybody has their flaws. His, he likes to jump a little early sometimes. You got to avoid those things. You got to have that discipline uh, and take advantage of. Brock Purdy's going to make some mistakes. He's going to put some balls up that you can catch. You got to catch them. You can't have them slip out of your hands like the one the one that was in the end zone for the Packers. My goodness. Well, Packers should have been up at least thirteen, nothing, seventeen, nothing. Like end of the first, early second. I believe it's going to be on golf again. Who has been fabulous uh, in leading the Lions to victories against the Rams and Bucks at home. Uh, also, Kittle. We have Laporta. They have McCaffrey, who's the best complete receiving, rushing, yeah, running he's, back. He's in, very, very good. In the NFL. It's on the road. I think it's for the Lions to be there. Last possession game. Epic. Sunday night. And make plays. And you saw special teams cost the Bills maybe at least overtime or the game. Yep. And Lions is, you know, Fox is punting, field position, flipping the field, things like this. I'm telling you, if Samuel can't go or is extremely limited, that is a huge advantage for the Lions because Samuel makes Purdy an MVP candidate. Without Samuel, Purdy becomes middle-of-the-road QB. Yeah, he goes from being an MVP candidate to being a lesser Kirk Cousins. Exactly. And that that's not going to beat the Lions. Now, Debo, he's the issue with Debo is that he can do it like Amon Ra. He's great after the catch. He's great at setting up different routes. He can, he can work short. He can work the intermediate. They don't really throw deep to him. That's not his game. That's not Purdy's game either, although he tries. They uh, that that That's a huge one. you got to keep watching that along the, the injury reports all week. They don't have one today. They don't practice today. They'll have one Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. We'll see how he progresses. It, did, it didn't sound good from listening to the, the post-game press conference from San Francisco, uh, but – you know, the Lions do that too. We we, we got to worry a little bit about Frank Rag now. Uh, sounds like Jonah Jackson is gone, at least until the Super Bowl. Um, Brock Wright gone. Like that's he broke his forearm, didn't he? He did. Uh, terrible. Yeah, that was great. Was that him on that move onto the inside? Yes, the slowest juke move ever. It was awesome. He did it so slow that the defense ran past him. I know, him. I'm mad at the game, and I'm like, I, at first I thought it was Laporta because I saw the eight, right? Then I'm like, no, he's moving too slow. And still juke the dude and picked up a key extra 15, 18 yards. Absolutely. Right? My, my wife was watching the game with me, and she joked like, that's what you would do. I'm like, yeah. yeah maybe, Lions are maybe. fun to watch right now, man. Sunday night, NFC Championship game. Uh, will be in San Francisco. Lions win. They are in the Super Bowl. If you have a Lions comment or question, or if you want to answer our Honolulu Blue huge question of the day presented by Coppercraft Distillery, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge. Hey, Michigan. Let's go big. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro wide receiver, and I'm talking real big-time winning on the hottest slots and table games on one incredible app, Eagle Casino and Sports. Sign up now and get up to $1,500. That's right. We'll match your deposit for up to $1,500, and you'll get 100 free spins. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Bill Simonson here for my good friends from Urban U. They are Michigan's preferred med spot. 
three locations in the West Michigan area, and you'll find an Urban U in Northville. Online, you can see all their skin services they offer at theurbanu.com. So the prepping season is here for the guests to come into Urban U. And if you're thinking about it, you can take care of everything during the winter from cool sculpting, laser hair removal, skin rejuvenation, and skin vibe for skin health. Now, these services are done in multiple sessions, and winter is the perfect time to start so guests can see visible results by the time they get to spring break, vacations, and even the summer. Find out more at theurbanu.com. That is theurbanu.com. The prepping season is underway, and it's time to think about your skin health as you get ready for that trip, that spring break, or the summer. Find out more at theurbanu.com. Save big on fuel with M-Perks. Earn points on your Meyer purchases in-store and online. Then use your points to claim a fuel reward and save up to $1 off per gallon of gas at Meyer. Claim your M-Perks fuel rewards in the Meyer app and ID at the pump to save. Plus, earn points for qualifying Meyer Express purchases and look for exclusive Meyer Express offers. Download the Meyer app to sign up or see Meyer.com to learn more. 10 cents to $1 off per gallon based on points earned. Exclusions apply. Not valid in Wisconsin. Max 30 gallons. Van Andel Institute Purple Community is a grassroots fundraising network powered by the dedicated volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve human health now and in the future. When you raise funds through the Van Andel Institute Purple Community, 100% of the proceeds go directly to the Institute's research into diseases like cancer and Parkinson's, as well as VAI's science education programs. Learn how you can get involved at purplecommunity.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on The Huge Show across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. We have Lions coverage all week long. NFC Championship game on Sunday. If you miss... Any of our huge opinions, interviews, hours, full shows this week on the Lions in the NFC Championship game. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts and you can catch up and listen on your schedule and get ready for the Lions and the Niners. I did notice on one of the interesting numbers in Jeff Risden, Lions Wire, Draft Wire, co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast you can find on YouTube joining us in studio. Eight of the past 10 years, the home team has won the NFC championship game. This isn't going to be easy for the Lions. No, this is this is a different level of challenge. Not that the Rams and, and the Buccaneers, they were both very worthy opponents. They were both very good teams. Lions have shown they can be good teams. The 49ers have too. That's going to be, the, as we talked about, they're favored for a reason, and it's, it's nothing against Detroit. It's just that's a really good football team. They were consensus, especially once the Eagles started to, to completely fall apart. They were the consensus choice as the best team in the NFC. And it's hard to argue that. The Lions are clearly the second best and could be the best. They, they, got a sh- they have a real shot at winning this. But it's, it's not going to be easy. They're going to have to take it, like, like we talked about, they're going to have to take advantage of mistakes. They're going to have to minimize mistakes on their own. That's going to mean Jared Goff continuing to do what he's doing right now, which is seeing the field very well, avoiding the negative plays, getting 
there were a couple plays where I was I was so happy that he threw the ball away because Baker Mayfield doesn't do that, and that's one of the reasons why Baker Mayfield has bounced around a little bit. Goff's ability to get out of a bad play without catastrophe, he's always been pretty good at it. He has gotten exceptional at it recently, and that's one of the, that's one of the reasons one of the things that has sold me on him. Because as you know, I wasn't with you on Goff early. You were you were very bullish on Goff early on from the start. Yes, you were, and uh, I was not. And he has won me over by a lot of things. Some of it is his leadership. Some of it is his. Just the way that he handles himself, he's this. One of the things that gets talked about for Dan Campbell a lot is that he's the same guy all the time. Jared Goff is that way too. He's the same. You would never know if he's winning or losing. He's he's just sort of the same guy, that California cool, and it plays very well in contrast to the intensity of Dan Campbell. And Hank Fraley as an offensive line coach is kind of low key like that, but he's he he brings the fire. Like Amon Ra, he plays like he's going to kill you. Like it's a nice contrast. Anzalone, we can go down the list yeah, here. And, and Hutch, I, who I, is crazy. Oh my goodness, in a good way. Yes, and I think I think the team embraces that about Jared Goff now. And I don't think the team really had that. They have built the team around what he does very well, and it's working, and it's fun to see uh, because it. I didn't expect it, but I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> not crazy, as we mentioned yesterday on the show, to say Goff is the Lions' best quarterback ever and Dan Campbell's the best head coach. And I think you judge that on the last two playoff wins. Who else had them, right? And <laughs> that list, it, it, it's you're, you passed Stafford if you're Goff. Yeah, in a, in a Lions uniform. And, and, right, yeah. In a Lions uniform, yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. And Dan Campbell, you know, <laughs> become the best head coach in history, that, that's... You know, that's not a Tom Hanks performance. That's, uh, yeah, I mean. Uh, hitting the beach and saving Private Ryan. That's a I lo- I pretty love, easy W there. Love Coach Fonts. I've met him a couple times. Good He's guy. Great guy. Not sure who's the best football coach. No, Campbell by far. And here, here's, in a nutshell, what we're talking about. Obviously, Samuel not playing huge for the Lions. But lost in this entire season, which has been, I think, the best ever in history of the Lions. That they have the sixth worst yards passing allowed in the league, including those two playoff wins at home. Stafford threw for 367, Mayfield 349, but the Lions found a way to win. This is the difference between Green Bay and San Francisco. Purdy is not that over the top, big arm type of QB that could come into play as a plus for the Lions defense. Could also have some weather this weekend. Now they they played in weather last weekend in San Francisco. I thought they said the sixty eight and sunny. They change it at San Francisco. It changes every hour. See, it it absolutely does when you're out there. My goodness, I remember the first time I went out there. I was out there um, fog in the morning. It, it feels cold, and then yeah. it's sunny. I was there in like seventy. In the I was there in in late April one year, and one day like the the temperature was fifty five degrees the entire day. Like that doesn't happen around here. It's very strange. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. But there's playing outdoors is another variable that, you know, it's not that the Lions can't, but they haven't. And that's that's what's well, grass and it's outdoors. Yeah. That's, so how have they fared on grass and outdoors this year? Lost. Uh, Baltimore Chicago, was bad. Right. Um, Kansas City's outdoors. Uh, one. That was, they won that one. Lost at Baltimore. One on grass at Tampa. Lost at Chicago on the grass, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, yeah. That was, uh, 
was horrible. That was not a fun one. So that's, I, I think based on Purdy not being an over-the-top, deep-throw type of guy, that could be a plus. Samuel 50-50, as we talked about, when they say that right now, I think it's more of a decoy with the shoulder because he was in his street clothes in a hurry in the Packers game on Saturday. They ruled him out right quick. Um, one of the things that they do when Purdy does look deep, too, George Kittle is his preferred deep target. And the Lions, they have their issues. A lot of their coverage issues are on the outside. They actually cover the middle of the field all right, uh, going down the seam. Jack Campbell, not playing all that well lately. He can turn and run with a, with a tight end. Uh, I'll I'll take that matchup. Um, it's less cu- less ground for Kirby Joseph to cover, less ground for for Malif Onwu to cover, less ground for CJ GJ to cover. Uh, there's it, it, there are matchups that oh I, I, I say, they, they match up all right. Like they match up as as well. Yeah, but the as Packers throw over the top a lot when they crushed them on Thanksgiving. That could be an advantage, but you oh, are. Yeah. But you are in San Francisco. You lose the Lions home field advantage. Huge Doppler weather center forecast for Sunday in San Francisco, 66 degrees. Sounds nice. High 50s possibly during kickoff. Light breeze coming off the bay. Uh, You'll be able to see the Golden Gate to your left. Santa Clara is about 30 minutes south. Of the Bay Area, but we'll go with so 66 that, that, in the huge Doppler Weather Center. And that game is a 3.30 local kick. So the kick will be close, like I said, 63-64. Yeah. Now back to Rizzi in the news center. It's crazy that you're doing the weather one. That's my gig. It's 66. <laughs> you would have been perfect in Anchorman. Oh, Whammy. <laughs> you would have been great in that. Jeff Risden, by the way, Lions Wire, Draft Wire co-host. On the Detroit Lions podcast, you can hear weekly and see on YouTube. Just search Detroit Lions podcast. If you do want to answer our huge question of the day, you can drop it on the Mercantile Bank listener line. What's your final score prediction? That's our Honolulu Blue. Huge question of the day presented by Coppercraft Distillery. 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. So, Weather looks like it won't be a factor, but it can change, like we said, in the Bay Area. 66, you know, in the low 60s kickoff, perfect. Nice day. Pouring rain throughout that entire. I mean, it was a monsoon in the Green Bay game on Saturday night. Samuel 50-50, that's not a good sign. That's kind of like, you know, decoy time. Have the Lions prepare for him. His loss would be phenomenal. On the Lions side, not a lot of over the top, which exposes the worst part of the Lions, which would be that back four, allowing the sixth worst number of passing yards per game, uh, right around, what, 250 uh, each game this year. In the last two playoff games, I'll say this about the Rams and the Bucks: I thought those two teams were playing as good as anybody in the NFL, and the Lions took care of them. If those games would have been in L.A., or in Tampa, I don't know if the Lions are sitting where they are today down to the final two in the NFC. I agree with that. I think the, the fans made such a difference, especially in the Rams game, where they, they forced those timeouts to get called. But they they fired up. the. They don't let the energy get down on the team when, when the Lions don't, when it's not going well. The opening drive of this past game, Goff had his worst play of the game on the first play of the game. 
And they just did a very good job of, of feeding off the crowd energy. The, the crowd didn't get down on them. They, they kept it up. Defense went out and made a play. They they got things going right. Like that's And again, this game, tied at three at the end of the first quarter, tied at 10 at halftime, tied at 17 going into the fourth quarter. Fans amped it up. You know you were in there. You were, you were sitting amongst the people. They got it rocking and rolling in that fourth quarter. Beyond Lions, anything I've ever heard in my life. Lions it, scored 14 points in that amazing. quarter. It was unbelievable. Now you're one win away from Vegas. And I, granted, Niners know that they want to get to the Super Bowl. Probably would have won it last year with a healthy Purdy. Okay, let's be honest. With the way he splashed after being That's Mr. Right. Irrelevant. They, they, had, they, had, uh, they had quarterback issues last year. Was it Nick Mullins that came in? That wasn't even him. No, I think I think McCaffrey came in for a few snaps in the NFC Championship game, wasn't it? Against the yeah. Eagles. Yeah, so this is this is one of the – this is my personal plate. Uh, I go to the Senior Bowl every year on Sunday – I'm going this Sunday, and my, last year my flight got delayed, so I didn't get to see that game. Uh, I was I was on the plane. I was supposed to have landed already. So you make an early morning flight yeah. for this Sunday? Yeah, yeah. I, I leave uh, leave out of Grand Rapids at five fifty five a.m. Be fun. <laughs> Arrive two hours early for TSA. I will. Uh, I will turn and cool off. I will be turn and uh, cool off. I'll be at Oh, co- that's wrong. That's not TSA. I'll be coaches. That's co- junior high physical. For those of you going to the senior bowl, I will be at coaches in Mobile, um, hanging out at the corner of Dolphin and whatever street that ziggurat is on. And to watch a game. Absolutely. Yep. So my my co- podcast. So then who are the coaching staffs team. down there? It'll be the worst teams, aren't they? They? Ha- they are not doing that right now. They are they are mixing it up amongst people that are like aspiring coaches to try to move up the coaching ladder. Oh, so see while you're working the players out yeah. and you and you connect and yeah. you know, it's a and by the way, that, that, that's week, one, of the, right? one of the ways that Aaron Glenn has risen up the ranks. Scotty Montgomery has done it that way. The the Lions running bass coach and assistant head coach. It's it's a really great opportunity. I can't wait to get down there. Um, it's just crazy to me that I have to also cover a football team that's still playing because uh, this is my 15th senior bowl. I've never had this before. I, I want it again. It's fun. Another hour in the books with Jeff Risden, Lions Wire, Draft Wire, co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast. Follow him on Twitter at Jeff R-I-S-D-O-N. Joining us here on the Michigan Sports Network. Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Leonard Skinner. ZZ Top. Friday, August 9th at Soaring Eagle Casino, the sharp-dressed Simple Man Tour. Leonard Skinner and ZZ Top. Tickets start at $38 and are on sale now at the box office at etix.com. Part of the Soaring Eagle Summer Outdoor Concert Series, Leonard Skinner and ZZ Tom. Friday, August 9th at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra. The perfect balance of taste and refreshment and only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. You're 
listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Back on The Huge Show with a reminder that all of our podcast interviews, especially this week, with the Lions in the NFC Championship game on Sunday, just search The Huge Show and the podcast are free wherever you download your podcast, Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, Amazon, and more. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts. You can catch up and listen on your schedule as the Lions get ready for the Niners Sunday night in San Francisco. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts. They are free. Simple and easy. Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Amazon, Podbean, and more. Just search the huge show also on the iheart app anywhere in the world uh you can listen uh just search the huge show you get mobile service you can listen to us all week long three until six on the iheart app just search the huge show big bad huge The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to SoaringEagleCasino.com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. What's up, Michigan? It's time for another hour on the only syndicated statewide afternoon sports radio show. 19 stations strong for the one close to you. Go to thehugeshow.net. Also, you can listen on the iHeart app. Just search The Huge Show anywhere in the world where you get mobile service. And the free stream is also at thehugeshow.net. More conversation with Jeff Risden, Lions Wire, Draft Wire, part of the USA Today Network, also a co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast that you can hear and see on YouTube. Lions, Niners, 6.30 Sunday night on Fox, NFC Championship game. Winner goes to the Super Bowl. What did you learn uh, from the first two games, Rizzy? The playoff games at home, the back-to-back wins. What did you learn from this Lions team that gives you confidence and go to San Francisco and win and either... Casey or Baltimore and Vegas, they could beat. I think one of the big things is that their internal confidence, they believe in themselves. They know what they are. They know what they're good at. They, they have an identity. It makes them very difficult. They don't, get, they don't get frazzled when they make a mistake. They get right back out and they try to, to write it. And that's, that's a sign of a good team, a sign of a good coached team. I think their ability to, to make plays on defense, even when the defense isn't playing well, their, their ability to keep the opposing team out of the end zone, get off the field without giving up the touchdown, especially in the red zone, makes them very dangerous. 
it, it can be scary to watch when they the opposing team you know goes goes seventy yards in five plays, but then in the next four plays they get three, and that's that's all you need sometimes. I, I've been very encouraged by the special teams. I don't think that that unit gets enough credit. Jack Fox has been magnificent in the postseason. The long snapper Jake McQuaid, a lot of people probably don't even know who that is. He's been really good. And he was another one, and, and this got washed over. This is a guy that the Rams gave up on right after they won the Super Bowl. They're like, you can go away. And there was more than a little little stakes on the mind for Jake McQuaid, too. Um, it, obviously, he's a long snapper, so it's not like a big deal, but it, it, it kind of is. And, you know, Michael Basley's been good. Chase Lucas, since he's been back on the team, remember they cut him. They brought him back. Yeah, DB out of Arizona State, yeah. right? Yeah. He's been outstanding as a gunner. Uh, Will Harris playing very well. On the first punt return in the last game, Will Harris made a spectacular play. That look, And you know this. I'm not a Will Harris guy. I dog him all the time. Nothing personal. It's just I, I wish he was a better player. He's found a great space to contribute on special teams. They're really good. They don't make mistakes on that unit, and that that doesn't that means that you're not going to be pinned at your own five. You're going to win the field position battle more often than not, and they'll they'll be able to do that. The 49ers have a very good punter. They have good return units. Their kicker, Jake Moody, eh, he has his moments. He's also had some pretty bad moments. So we'll, well, we'll kicking in San Francisco isn't easy. Oh God, no! That's with, with the wind and what we talked yeah. about earlier with the weather change and what you mentioned on flipping the field with Jack Fox and the Lions punt coverage. Dan Campbell talked about this yesterday a couple times. He led that, his press conference with it. That was big in the Rams game, and it was huge against Tampa. He he felt it won them the game. He, and he's not wrong. They, that ability to to manufacture extra yards. Without having the ball in your hand, that's that's critical. And they're doing it again. Kali Raymond, not going to play uh, more than likely. He didn't practice yesterday. Can't imagine him being back in time for this one. So they're doing it with a backup return guy, DPJ, or Craig Reynolds has been back there a couple times. Like They're they're really doing a very good job. Dave Phipp, the special teams coordinator, I love him because he's he's an eccentric interview. Uh, we, we got to talk to him actually in Mobile when the Lions were coaching. And we we have a, a button on the podcast that is uh, Dan Campbell going, we've had enough of this bleep. And he hit that like 50 times. Like, that's Dan. Like, fascinated by like little, little mobile board technology. He's a, he's a very diligent coach. And he's a guy, honestly, special teams coordinators don't get enough love for as, as potential head coaches. I think he's got the sort of weird personality that might work for a team. Uh I, I'm very happy that he's staying in Detroit and, and happy at what he's doing, but he's, he's a good one. He's a good one, and, and that doesn't get enough credit. I'm glad that Dan Campbell brought it up, and I'm glad that, that we get to talk about it because they're really good at it, and we've had units. We've seen teams that have lost playoff games because their special teams stunk. Let's go back to Dallas 2014. Sam, Sam Martin, Sam Martin, oh, the worst yeah. punt of his Never. life. Was it like minus four? Went off, went off straight off the side yeah, of his some, foot. Yeah, something like that. And and Fox is a weapon. Campbell's talked about it. Also, the thing I liked about Campbell in his comments yesterday, that they got to keep hitting the quarterback. You you look at Barnes, the replay, there's pressure where Mayfield had to get rid of it and led to Barnes underneath getting the game-sealing interception. I 
Dan Campbell is saying common sense things that we all see. That has never happened with the Lions coach. Rarely happens with any coach. He doesn't talk down to us. No. Like, like he's no. better than us. Um, Jim Caldwell just didn't want to talk. Matt Patricia definitely thought he was the smartest guy in the room, no matter what room he was in. Even if he was in the room with Oppenheimer or Einstein, those guys are chumps. I can wear a pencil even though I write on laminate. We're never going to get an A-bomb to work. Never. I know. I'm Matt Patricia. Tom Palacero from the NFL Network, I think it is, or NFL.com, yeah, yeah. said that Matt Patricia will be highly coveted as a defensive coordinator. <laughs> he, he tweeted that. I had to check to make sure it wasn't like a burner Twitter account, right? Oh, Tom's a good guy. I'm, I'm he, somebody, some agent. Did so, he, did he see what the Eagles did with I, Patricia as the interim, and then he couldn't call offense with Belichick? If Belichick gives up on you and you're a lieutenant of his, that that that's very telling. How about speaking of Belichick disciples? How about Bill O'Brien becoming the Ohio State offensive coordinator? I call it the coach in waiting. That's my feeling. That he's coaching the it's, Big Ten. It's very much perceived that way in Columbus. Right, too. right. That he's a yeah. coach in waiting. But his offensive uh, terminology with Ohio State and the modern side of college football, I don't see that I, partnership. It didn't seem like a modern fit for the Buckeyes. I will say from from my experiences with Bill O'Brien, and I covered him when he, he ran the Texans, he's a very good coach. When, anytime he gets involved in personnel, he makes the wrong decision uh, from – the DeAndre Hopkins disaster tr- of a trade. Uh, he, Dwayne Brown, he forced out. That was not a good move. Um, ownership played his hand there, too. But yeah. Yeah, think about the people he, the Texans he, had and that they just ran off. <laughs> right? Yes, yes. You know, my son is a huge Texans fan and he laments that all the time. He's they like, just ran them off. Hopkins. Well, well, well they chose um, their, they had, he wasn't their GM, Jack Easterby. Um, I refer to him as Rasputin. And the, the Texans media actually picked up on that. Like, if you could be worse than Matt Patricia at your job, you would be Jack Easterby. Uh, but they hit the jackpot this year, though. They got it right. With, with Ryans and Nick, CJ Nick, Stroud. Nick Casario, by the way, from the Patriot Way tree, uh, he got it right with, with Stroud and with, with Will Anderson. By the way, they, they made uh, in the trade to get up to Will Anderson, they, they kept their own pick or traded the, their own pick. Instead of the Browns, they saved themselves four draft slots on that. They bet on themselves, and it worked. Yeah, C.J. Stroud, uh, you know, NFL oh, rookie so of the year. Yeah. Anderson's really good. Tank Dell was really good at wide receiver before he got hurt. They they got it right. Yeah, the young guys, are, you know, kind of similar to Detroit. It'll be interesting to watch the Texans moving forward. Uh, lost in all the conversation of those two playoff wins, the key moments for wideout Josh Reynolds, and I think he's overlooked with the splash of the young names with – St. Brown, even you know, worried yeah. about Khalif. But Josh Reynolds has been nothing but consistent ever since he put on a Lions uniform. He has been more than the security blanket that we thought he would be for Jared Goff when they first picked him up. Remember, he left the Rams when Goff did, went to Tennessee, did not fit the Titans for whatever reason. And the the Lions picked him up, and it's been a great – it's been a godsend, man, because he's, he's so reliable. And he, he and Goff – have that chemistry. They Goff throws so accurate to him. Not not that Goff isn't accurate to everybody else. He just knows exactly where that ball needs to be for Josh to catch it. That that touchdown pass. That's not a throw. That's a throw that Matthew Stafford struggled with. 
having touch going into the back of the end zone to hit a, a guy who wasn't quite open when you released it. That was a perfect throw from Goff. Perfect. One thing about Goff, that when he gets to that comfort level, you can see a difference in terms of balls he throws to Reynolds, to Laporta, right? Yeah. I mean, you, you can, St. Brown, obviously. And, and J-Mo is stepping up. Not everything doesn't have to be a, a fly route and throw a deep ball, the comebackers. I, I give J-Mo a lot of credit over the last month, how much he's improved on his route running. And Jamo has embraced being what his role is. He's not—he's not a pouty guy for being a first-round pick that isn't getting you know eight targets a game. He's doing what he needs to do to help the team. That's—that's that's a massive step in his maturity, and that's—that's that's a very welcomed development around Allen Park by the team and by the people that cover the team. And what? And Montgomery, just a workhorse between the tackles. Can't say enough about Montgomery, which again, everything we're talking about on the Lions offense is predicated by an offensive line and the backups who have stepped up all season long. Yeah, and they're going to have to step up again because uh, Ragnow is not going to be 100%. How about that sprained knee and rolled his ankle and he said, my dad taught me to be tough and he still went out there. Said his mom taught him to be tough, too. I, I want to meet the family there. <laughs> That's a tough family. Yeah, for sure. Sprain your knee, uh, rolled your ankle, get back out there, put your helmet on, kid. Or th- there's no dinner. He is unreal in the level of pain that he deals with and goes out and plays great. Playing Vita Vea? Come on, that guy's, that guy's great. He's, he handled his business very well, but it does look like Jonah Jackson's going to be out. So you got Coyote Ashika will be your starting left guard. He's a good run blocker most of the time. Pass protection, he had he had some issues in that game. Uh, and the Niners uh, have a stud not, defensive not, line. Niners can bring it in waves on the defensive line, whether it's Bosa or well, Chase Young. Actually, hasn't done much for them. Um, for all but the front seven, all the exactly. costumes, yeah, they're 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 loaded. They got a lot of good dudes up there, and their linebacking core. Mm. Dre Dre Greenlaw, Fred Warner. This guy's Warner's really, just a man. They're really really good, and that's. They are, if any team's going to be able to neutralize the combination of Gibbs and Montgomery, it's those two. Um, Roquan Smith did it very well for, for the Ravens uh, behind Justin Matabuike in that line. The Niners can do that too. and that, That's one of the worries that I have is that they control the middle of the field very well with those two linebackers. And they only need two to do it. They don't have to bring a safety up. They don't have to bring their corners in. They can, they can defend that intermediate range where Jared Goff loves to throw. That's where he's at his best. They got linebackers that can cover that. That's that's one of my biggest worries about this game. Think about the Lions though, offensively, and we give love to the starters, to the backups, uh, to the entire O line room. But you have Goff, who you know, top ten quarterback now in the league. Oh, yeah. we, we talked about Reynolds. You got St. Brown. You got Laporta, rookie. You got Gibbs, a rookie. You got Montgomery. You got JMO. Look at those offensive weapons and how many are still young. Golf is still young. Most of those guys are on their first contracts. <laughs> but they Sewell, too. Uh, We're not even touching defensively. We're Hutch's yeah. second year. You got Campbell. You got uh, Branch, right? I, I will say, to me, the offseason, no matter what happens on Sunday or if they get to the Super Bowl and they beat the Chiefs or the Ravens or they just play them in Vegas – you can see their needs. You oh, yeah. can see, like you mentioned, maybe one or two quality backup offensive linemen, but the most pressing need, a shutdown corner to take away half the field, more defensive line help. Definitely. I don't know if that's Houston healthy. 
uh, or if it's going out and getting a free agent there, you'll have the draft, but you'll be picking in the bottom four right now based yeah. on where they finish. But it's obvious what they need. Yeah, they need, they definitely need one, probably two outside corners. Um, if you believe that Cam Sutton could be the number two outside no, corner, no, okay. no, CC Sutton to me. Then, then they need two. Uh, he's, they're they're he's good the in the slot. The their their safety is okay. We'll see what happens with CJ GJ. If they want him they back, they got a lot of initials back. back there in yeah, the second. Yes, yes, they do. They got to get James Houston is a weird one because is he going to play uh, Sunday? That's a good question. So there's there's all kinds of conspiracy theories out out there about James Houston. What's going on? He's not ready yet. Don't if you don't trust that Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes would put a player on the field so if they think they, he can why, help. Did they activate him? He's activated. So why would they activate him if he's not ready? Because they needed to activate him because they hit a deadline last right. Thursday. Yeah. They had to. He when I talked and we covered this on the podcast last week. When I talked to a And that would be a, the Detroit Lions podcast that people can find on YouTube. Yes, thank you. You're a better promoter at it than I am. Thank you for that. I do it for a living. <laughs> We, uh, I, I talked to a defensive personnel player type thing on the Lions um, a week ago Tuesday before they had to activate him, and I asked him, you know, where, where's he at? And they're like, the burst isn't there yet. Like we're, we're he's working at it, he's trying. We're tr- we're trying to help him as much as we can. He just can't get off the snap the way that he did before. And remember, going into that before he got hurt. He got hurt playing special teams. Why? Because they didn't. They weren't playing him on defense all that much. He played. I think it was. I think it was thirty three percent of the defensive snaps. There's a there's a gap between what I think fan perception of what James Houston is and what the team views him as. I think fans view him as Lawrence Taylor two and they see him as remember George Johnson, guy that got eight sacks and. Ten games for the Lions and parlayed it into a contract with the Buccaneers that they wanted to burn almost immediately. He got like one sack the rest of his three-year career. I don't think that they. I don't think they view him that way. But they they know better than anybody, better than me, better than you, better than anybody out there commenting on, on social media what he is and what he isn't. And I think that the fan expectation of what James Houston is has to come back to the reality of what the Lions think he is. If he comes in and plays this week, that's great. He is certainly better than Romeo Okwara in terms of offering pass rush around the edge. But if he's not ready physically, they don't want to set him up to fail. They, this is a guy who's got some emotional intensity. And if you put him out there and it's not ready, like like people talking about putting Stephon Gilmore or Stephen Gilmore, undrafted rookie corner, like Sutton can't cover, Vildor sucks, let's try this guy. Well, you're really going to throw out there an undrafted rookie who weighs 170 pounds soaking wet for his first NFL game in the NFC Championship? Really? Like, th- does that sound like something that Dan Campbell would do, like setting up a guy to fail like that? Like, that, that's not what this team's all about. Um, end the conspiracy theories on James Houston. If he's, if he's ready and he can play and the Lions think he can help, he'll be out there 100%. No question. I think we all trust the coaches. I, you have to. I've have never to. had a Lions front office and even Sheila Hamp ownership and Goff check all the boxes yep. on the key leadership positions. This is part of the Lions euphoria or euphoria that we we've all we've never experienced this with the Lions. And nothing against Barry Calvinera, Stafford, you know, Dominican Sue. Um, 
I'm telling you that they check all the boxes. That's why we believe they can win. Will they? We don't know on Sunday night in the NFC Championship game. Then you get to a neutral site. You're back indoors on turf. It's Lamar or it's Mahomes. You're going to get the best quarterback, arguably, in the NFL and all that experience, right, with Mahomes and how they do it. Did I see the right stat? Has Mahomes been in the AOC Championship every year he's been in the NFL? Every year that he starts, yeah. Yeah, that he started. Yeah. 2017, he didn't make it. He played He played their last game of his rookie right, year. since he started. And then took over, and he's been in the NFC Championship game, or AFC Championship As a game starter. every year since. Uh, he, he, I like that he... That's he, crazy, isn't it? He had never played a road playoff game in the AFC playoffs until last weekend. Who do you like in that matchup? Baltimore. Yeah, so do I at home. They are, they are right now the best team in the league. And I say that as a Lions fan who's a big believer in what, what we're doing. If I'll, I'll, I'll say it straight up. If the Lions are playing the Ravens in the Super Bowl, I'm picking the Ravens. Uh, that's just... They're the they're the best team in football. The Lions would they got a shot at them, but we saw the first game. <laughs> it was that was pretty awful. There's a lot of win though. I'm not making excuses yeah. for golf. It, it, Baltimore is that a, was that was a tough, tough place one. to play. They're on top of you. That's a great home field advantage. And Lamar is the MVP and Mahomes just his magic. I, I mean, Buffalo a couple times looked like they were going to pull away in that game, and they just couldn't do it because Mahomes and Kelsey. Again, what, what do we talk about? Take advantage of the opportunities that you're given. They didn't do it. The Bills Lions did the last the, two weeks of the wins have. over the Rams and, and the Bucks, And that's why they've got a shot at, at beating the 49ers, and they would have a shot at beating the Ravens because the Ravens, will they will make some mistakes. You saw it. They Buffalo couldn't take advantage of them. You've got to you've got to get those breaks, and they didn't. I, I think the Lions are in, in a good position going into the 49ers game to, because, like you said, they've done it against the Rams, against the Buccaneers. Derek Barnes didn't drop that interception. They didn't have the pre-snap penalties. They didn't have the the muffed punt. They they did everything right that they needed to do to win the game, and and the other teams aren't doing that. The Lions are sharp. That, that gives them a shot against anybody. Two more wins, and your Detroit Lions are Super Bowl champions. My goodness. As Campbell told them, one more, then a bye, and then one more in Vegas coverage all week long Ooh. on the huge show across Michigan. Jeff Risden from Lions Wire, Draft Wire. Follow both of those on Twitter and Facebook at Jeff R-I-S-D-O-N on Twitter. Daily coverage of the Lions ramping up to Championship Sunday in the NFC. Lions in San Francisco, 630 on Fox. Don't forget all the brands, Steakhouse and Grills. Uh, will have the game on all their TVs uh, with all of their happy hours, two every day at all brands' locations. You can watch the Lions and the Niners. You'll find the brands in Bay City, brands in Caledonia, brands in Wyoming at 44th and South Division, Johnny Brands in Granville. Mike Brands Sr. has the brands in Cascade East of GR, and Johnny Brands Sr. has the brands on Leonard, downtown GR. If you can't make it out, you can order up all your brand's favorites for your NFC Championship watch party with friends or at your house. Just go to brands.com. That is brands.com. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. Hi, I'm Lauren, and I work for Meyer. People ask, why do I shop there? 
It's because I get everything in one stop. Like this week's hottest deals on Fresh From Meyer Family Pack Boneless Skinless Chicken Breasts, Earthbound Farm Organic Salad, General Mills Cereal, Pepperidge Farm Goldfish, and select Coca-Cola or Pepsi products. Plus, you get the same low prices in-store and online. Meyer has all I need in just one stop. Exclusions apply. See all deals in the Meyer app. Huge here for my friends from Coppercraft Distillery. Now they're a Michigan-based company, and they have a message for anybody 21 and up. You're going to want to get hooked up with this Honolulu Blue, a premium can cocktail. Vodka, blue raspberry lemonade, this special limited edition canned cocktails available at local stores, pubs, and restaurants. And when you're cheering on our favorite pro football team, TDs, tailgates, and more, make sure you grab a Honolulu Blue from Coppercraft Distillery. Welcome to the Drew World Order. Drew Hill, Friday, January 26th at Soaring Eagle Casino. There's a party on this hill. Same show, the soulful bad boy of R&B. Genuine. Ride the pony for a two-step in good time. Tickets start at $45 and are on sale now at the box office or online at etix.com. Genuine. Drew Hill. Friday, January 26th at Sorry Evil Casino. Bill Simonson here for my good friend Josh Garvey. Now, he's a managing shareholder at Dorn Mayhew's Grand Rapids office. Their world headquarters are in Troy, Michigan, on the east side of the state, and they have locations all around the world. They have over 550 motivated accounting professionals, 90 years in business, and I mentioned the 10 offices worldwide. So if you want to connect and partner with one of the top CPA, accounting, and business firms in the world, they're right here in Michigan. Dorn Mayhew's Troy office on the east side of the state, and Josh Garvey is a managing shareholder for their Dorn Mayhew GR office. Right there by the S-curve, you'll see the new Dorn Mayhew sign. You can find out more. Just Google Dorn Mayhew. That's D-O-E-R-E-N-M-A-Y-H-E-W or Dorn Com. They're one of America's and the world's top CPA accounting and business firms. They're Dorn Mayhew. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Back on The Huge Show across Michigan, 19 radio stations strong on the Michigan Sports Network. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Jeff Risden, Lions Wire, Draft Wire, NFL Lions Insider. Follow both Draft Wire, Lions Wire, Twitter, Facebook, online, part of the USA Today Network. Also a co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast that you can hear weekly on YouTube. Just search Detroit Lions podcast. Joining us in studio We'll get his final prediction on San Francisco and the Lions on Sunday night in the NFC Championship game in a moment. I'll give you mine. But first, Jeff, I mentioned DraftWire, which people can follow on Twitter and Facebook. Lions will be in that bottom four. So end of the first round, which is, gosh, I mean, that this kind of sums up everything that seems surreal. Yes. With the draft, by the way, in Detroit at the end of April. We mentioned in our last segment that I obviously can see their needs. Left side of that defensive line, Ed speed rusher, some depth at defensive tackle. 
shut down corner, if not two corners. Uh, end of the first round in your draft wire preparation. You mentioned going to the Senior Bowl coming up next week. Then we'll have the Combine in February down in Indy. What's that pool of players that could be sitting there at the end of the first round for the Lions? Yeah, and and we're still figuring out who's going to be in there, but one of the most common ones, and Mel Kuyper had his first mock draft come out today uh, from ESPN, um, and people are mixed on Mel. I love Mel. Mel is the reason why I have a job, because he created an industry, so I'm appreciative of that. I will pay respect to him. He uh, he projected uh, Toledo cornerback Quinion Mitchell to the Lions, and that's somebody that I have mocked to the Lions in the past. Uh, I know uh, my good friend Dane Brugler from The Athletic has done that as well. Mitchell is a guy that compares physically very well to the top cornerbacks. He's long, I believe he's 6'1", can fly in the open field. He was spectacular at Toledo, but it's at Toledo. He he played very well against Ohio State in the one chance that he had, but ever since then, he has not played a single player that will play in the NFL. So that's the big question mark on him. But he is a guy that is going to be available, and he won't be there in the second round, not, not the way he's going to test and the way that he's played. So he's won. Uh, Nate Wiggins, the cornerback from, from Clemson, he's a little more physical, pretty good player. Um, he's interesting. I like Terry and Arnold from Alabama, who I think is a better prospect than Kool-Aid McKinstry. Kool-Aid gets... Kool-Aid's a splash player. Tarion's like the solid guy. Uh, and I think that's more of what you need there. I don't think he's going to be there. I don't think either of those guys will be there. Looking at the pass rusher, Braylon Trice from Washington is a guy that I've mocked to the Lions a couple times. Really good, sort of one-dimensional player, but he's really good at that dimension. If, if you liked what James Houston does, he does all of that in a more physical package, and he does play the run on the way to the pass fairly well. So he's a guy that, that you certainly have to consider. There's there's a lot of pass rush. They, if they're going to look at offensive guard, and you have to consider it because both Graham Glasgow and Jonah Jackson are free agents, I don't think they're paying both of them. They might pay neither of them, although I, I think Graham will be back. Jonah, I'm not so sure. They also don't have any depth there. Uh, a guy like Cooper Beebe out of Kansas State, he's phenomenal. Um, I would prefer that they wait a little bit on that, but if you're going to tell me that the Lions draft Cooper Beebe at number 32 overall, I'm good with that. It gets really, really good. You know, there are, uh, there's, I'm trying to think who else is out there. As, as that That's the range where I could also see them moving around a little bit because that's like the sweet spot for wide receivers and, and offensive tackles in this draft. You know, the, the teams that are looking like, oh, we didn't get, we didn't get Marvin Harrison. We didn't get Romo Dunze. We didn't get, you know, if we want to get a guy like like Troy Franklin out of Oregon or Jalen McMillan out of Washington as a wide receiver or uh, Johnny Wilson, the giant wide receiver from, from uh, Adonai Mitchell um, from Texas. Like all those guys, there's going to be a demand for that. And I can see the Lions making a little bit of a move. They, they traded their first round picks, plural, last year. Uh, don't be surprised if they do that again. But that, that that's where you're looking at. And Cornerbacks are weird this year because there's like a there's there's no real top guy. Probably Kool Aid would be the most mentioned name. Yeah, right? yeah, for sure. Um, he's is that on his driver's license? His real name is like okay Quinn something. Uh, I just want uh, to make yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but he we so we have to get authors. I still have to write C J Gardner Johnson, even though he has allegedly legally changed his name to C D Deuce. Um, Kool Aid. We're actually allowed to call him Kool-Aid, which is kind of cool. Like Sauce Gardner, we had to call him a mod 
going through the draft process because his that's what he went by. Um, now we're allowed to call him Sauce, which is kind of nice. You know, speaking of mock drafts, I did see Ryan Wilson and Chris Trapasso at CBSSports.com. Their mocks are up today. No J.J. McCarthy in the first round. That's interesting. Because um, you look at the quarterbacks that, you know, Caleb Williams going number one uh, to Washington and one, which means they would deal. Uh, oh, wow. That's Bears in another one. Drake May. Uh, Jaden Davis, a Heisman Trophy winner. Uh, Those quarterbacks seem to... Michael Penix Jr. goes and Ryan Wilson, CBS Sports mock draft. And and I had to double-check it because I'm like, okay, J.J. declared. I'm going to say... But in these two, he's not in the first round anywhere. I I went and double-checked it. Yeah, I like those guys. I'm good friends with Chris Trapasso. We, we, so then, why is JJ going to the NFL if he's not in the first round? Right. I now? think that's. I think he's going to bubble up into that. I think he's going to go before Michael Penix Jr. In fact, I would. I would put money on that. Uh, Penix with the massive amount of injuries that he's had, and also the fact that he's 25 years old. I don't. I don't think he's going in the first round. And I do think JJ McCarthy is going to go in the first round. I don't have a good feel for how the NFL views him yet. That's one of the reasons why I go to the Senior Bowl and go to the Combine is to learn these things. Start talking to people, right? Exactly. Yeah. But uh, I, I have a hard time seeing J.J. not being in the first round, especially if Jim Harbaugh is coaching somewhere. Um, it might not be where they they take him right away. Um, I forget where the Chargers are picking. If the, if the Let's say he goes, let's say Harbaugh goes to the Chargers and he doesn't draft J.J., then you're going to be, well, they don't need a quarterback. They have Justin Herbert. That's one of those things where, okay, th- that happened with, uh, do you remember Taylor Mays, the giant safety out of uh, USC? Yes. And Pete Carroll got the job in Seattle, and everybody's like, everybody, myself included, mocked Taylor Mays, the, the Seahawks that year, and they passed on him twice. And people asked Pete Carroll about it afterwards. They're like, just because I coach him doesn't mean I like him. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, that could be where Harbaugh, let's just say he goes LA Chargers. Yeah. And the L.A. Chargers have the eighth pick, I think it is, or the fifth pick, excuse me. Yeah, that's right. They do pick very high. They, they pick five. They're not going to go that high for J.J. Yeah, yeah, they're not. And they don't need the quarterback. But, but they could slide down, right? pick up maybe a second, third rounder. Uh, someone at five would be excited because, really, if you go Caleb Williams, the quarterbacks, Drake May, Jaden Daniels, Obviously, Marvin Harrison Jr., Yeah, there's your top four, it seems, yeah. right? Yeah, and Bo Nix from Oregon is going to factor into that mix at quarterback, too. He, he could be quarterback four. J.J. could be four. I don't think Penix is going to do it. And then you but Harbaugh could trade down or trade back up into the first round oh, to yeah. grab J.J. If, he, if, he, if he's, if he's right. a Chargers head right. coach. Now, if he's in Atlanta... And that that they we talked about this before we went on air. The Atlanta Falcons are a quarterback away from being a really really good football team, and also a good head coach. And the Falcons are picking eighth now. Ryan Wilson from CBS Sports had Michael Penix Jr. going at eight to the Falcons. I would see now, especially if if Harbaugh is coaching the Falcons. I'm not saying that he is or not. I don't I don't know. That would make a lot of sense to me for JJ to go eight to Atlanta with and go with Harbaugh there. That. If you're if you're an Atlanta Falcons fan, that's your dream scenario. I right wonder now. how big that is in Harbaugh's mind right now about pairing up with JJ and trying to go win an NFL championship with him like he did in Ann Arbor. It has to be knowing Harbaugh being quirky. That has to be a, a big 
a big play right now in his mind. I was just thinking, I really don't want to be a Jim Harbaugh's head. He's kind of weird. That's what, and trying to figure him out is even yeah. Yeah, wh- stranger than. I, yeah, I don't. I don't see in the the end result with Harbaugh. Yeah, I, I, I would be scared to guess what he would what he would think on that. To be honest with you, but well, that it comes down to the quarterbacks. I see. I'm not sold on Caleb Williams. Everyone thinks he's the next Patrick Mahomes. We're going to talk about that as we get closer to the draft when I come in here sometime because I am not sold on him either. And specifically for Chicago, everything that Bears fans hate about Justin Fields, Fields does better than Caleb Williams. Every single thing. I don't get the bailing. I thought Fields played pretty well here in the Bears' resurgence that kept Uberflus in at least for another year yeah. in Chicago. And you would think if they're going to draft a quarterback, then Fields is going to be traded uh, by and that's, the that's draft a, that's weekend. That's another right? variable out there. And I could see Atlanta, if they don't land Harbaugh, trading Because he's for, a Georgia guy, Fields. too. Exactly, yeah. And he's... His arrows pointing up as a passer. I know. I know. Lions fans don't want to hear that, but there's there's more there than what the Bears allowed him to be. Luke Getzey as their offensive coordinator was a walking punchline. You know, one thing Awful. about JJ declaring, Harbaugh had to tell him, "Look, I'm taking one of these NFL jobs, and I am going to draft up and get you at some point." Or, or he has to know through agents, you know. What you're saying that I'll guarantee he'll be higher than Panic. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And I, I, I have a feeling that that's going to happen. I, I feel pretty strongly about that one. Again, it's, it's early, and I haven't been in those circles with people yet. I'll get that next week, and for the next couple months, uh, hitting the the pro day trail. It's I can't wait for that. Can't wait to go to Michigan for the pro day. That's they do such a spectacular job of staging it. I have been to Texas A&M's. I've been to Texas's. I've been to Mississippi State's. Ohio State's Notre Dame. Notre Dame does a really good job too. Ohio Ohio State's pretty good at it. Michigan does pro day so well. They they're organized. They're regimented. They're they promote their players very well. They give us in the media pretty good access to what we need in terms of information and also access to the players. I, I again, it's, it's tough to wear the draft hat right now because we got the Lions coming up and playing for an NFC championship and going to the Super Bowl, but. Uh, the draft doesn't sleep, and uh, the Lions, the Lions scouting department has been out there and about. I know, Speak, I know they're working at it. Speaking of Michigan and state schools, there's not a Wolverine projected in the first round in these two CBS Sports NFL mock drafts. Not one Wolverine. Keon Coleman is projected, the former Michigan State receiver who took the NIL money, went to Florida <laughs> State, had a great year. He did. He, he, as he one kind of the tailed top off receivers. at the end, but he's, he's, he's a first, second-round pick. Yeah. yeah, they got them both in the first round there, so yeah. nobody from Michigan, which tells you how good the coaching staff is. Absolutely. Now, you're going to see upwards of 12 to 15 Wolverines taken rounds two to five. Yeah, drafted, but yeah. I'm just talking. Yeah, in the middle, that round. middle those middle rounds, you guys like Chris Jenkins, Zach Zinner, even though he's hurt. Uh, Mike Sainer still, by the way, as a guy to keep an eye on for the Lions in, in those yeah. middle rounds because uh, he's his arrow's going way up. Jeff Risden, you can follow the draft uh, year-round draft wire on Twitter, Facebook, online. Also, Jeff is behind Lions Wire, part of the USA Today network on Twitter, Facebook, and online. And he's a co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast. You can hear every week and next week from the Senior Bowl down in Mobile, Alabama. Just search Detroit Lions podcast on YouTube. You can watch, listen there. Jeff, really good stuff today. Uh, Enjoy the game on Sunday night. And 
Maybe next Monday we're talking about the Lions and the Super Bowl. God, I hope so. What's, what's your final score prediction on the game? I got San Francisco winning by a field goal. I don't, I don't have the, I don't have the number yet, but I'll say twenty seven twenty four. That's about. I think I made my early prediction today on a huge opinion, and I think I said thirty twenty seven Lions. I would absolutely take the Lions and the points. Yeah, I I. I I like the Lions to win and get to their first Super Bowl in God, I hope franchise so. history. And Lord knows what that two weeks will be like walking it up. Be amazing. Uh, Jeff, good stuff. Follow Jeff, by the way, on Twitter at Jeff, R-I-S-D-O-N, Lions Wire, Draft Wire, Twitter, Facebook, online, and the Detroit Lions podcast. We'll talk next week. Sounds great. Thank you. Jeff Risden joining us in studio on this broadcast presented by our friends from the Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Now, they have the Ascend Sportsbook and Nightclub, so live sports betting at Michigan's go-to sports betting destination on Sunday for the Lions and the Niners in the NFC Championship game. You can pop in uh, to Ascend inside the Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your hotel, your getaway for Championship Sunday right now at SoaringEagleCasino.com. And also, don't forget to get in on the NFC Championship game on the Eagle Casino and Sportsbook app that you can download right now wherever you download your apps. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Merck Perks from Mercantile Bank is here. Merck Perks checking has all you need to plan your busy lifestyle. Travel services for hotels, airfare and cruises, cash back rewards, and even savings on prescriptions, eyewear, and dental work. Merck Perks also includes all the traditional benefits you love, like online and mobile banking, and fee-free access to almost 40,000 MoneyPass ATMs. So when you're ready for Perks, Merck is here. Learn more at MyMerckPerks.com, member FDIC. Bill Simonson here for my good friends from Urban U. They are Michigan's preferred med spot. Three locations in the West Michigan area, and you'll find an Urban U in Northville. Online, you can see all their skin services they offer at theurbanu.com. So the prepping season is here for the guests to come into Urban U. And if you're thinking about it, you can take care of everything during the winter from cool sculpting, laser hair removal, skin rejuvenation, and skin vibe for skin health. Now, these services are done in multiple sessions, and winter is the perfect time to start so guests can see visible results by the time they get to spring break, vacations, and even the summer. Find out more at theurbanu.com. That is theurbanu.com. The prepping season is underway, and it's time to think about your skin health as you get ready for that trip, that spring break, or the summer. Find out more at theurbanu.com. There's a new player in town. Hi, I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver, and I'm talking about Eagle Casino and Sports, the real money mobile casino. It's so easy to play. You can go from wager to winner to wallet, just like that. Sign up now and we'll match your deposit up to $1,500, or you can get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. Eagle Casino and Sports, made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders 
who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment and only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Bill Simonson here for Roast Umber Coffee. It's a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And their nitro cold brew coffee is a convenient and healthy option with no sugar or additives. So if you want a great coffee or energy drink to power you through your morning and your day, it's available in ground or whole bean or in cans. More information on the website and direct delivery to your door at roastumber.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back wrapping up our number two on a Tuesday broadcast presented by the incredible Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Make plans to watch the NFC Championship game on Sunday, Lions 9 or 6.30. You can get there early at Ascend, the Sportsbook and Nightclub inside Soren Eagle in Mount Pleasant. Live sports wagering destination, one of the best in Michigan. So you can wager on Ravens Chiefs early, Lions Niners late, enjoy the great menu, maybe even book a overnight stay at the Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. It's Championship Sunday. On all the TVs, first, Mahomes, Jackson, KC in Baltimore, AFC Championship game, followed by the Lions and the Niners at the Ascend Sportsbook and Nightclub inside the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book that getaway today. Get your room. SoaringEagleCasino.com and join Soaring Eagle and the Ascend Sportsbook and Nightclub for the Lions and the Niners. Big, bad, huge. The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to SoaringEagleCasino.com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. What's up, Michigan? It is time to begin our number three on a Tuesday broadcast. Presented by the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Make plans to watch the Lions and the Niners Sunday night inside the Ascend 
Sportsbook and Nightclub. You can handle live wagering on the game and all sports while watching the Lions try and post a W and get to the Super Bowl. That's at the Ascend Sportsbook and Nightclub inside the Soarin' Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. And also, you can download the Eagle Access or Eagle Casino and Sportsbook app and live wager and bet on the Lions and the Niners in the NFC Championship game. Just download the Eagle Casino and Sportsbook app. All right, speaking of the Niners, Jim Harbaugh used to coach the Niners. Harbaugh now reportedly, like I read at the Wolverine.com, is going out to San Diego for interview number two. So he's on the short list, which isn't a big shock. And I wanted to bring in Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com. He's been following Harbaugh's offseason each and every minute of each and every day. And he's standing by in the Roast Umber Coffee guest sign. How you doing, my man? Doing great, Billy. Thanks. All right, what's the latest on Harbaugh? I know the story broke with all the NFL insiders that he's going out for interview number two. Is this it? Is this where they're going to offer him the job? Who's on that short list? What are you hearing? Yeah, I think that this is they're going to try to make it work today. And uh, people that we spoke to last night, we know that he flew out very late last night, I think just before midnight out of Detroit, and uh, landed about one thirteen L.A. time. So, uh, but, you know, he did not have an offer, uh, according to the people that we've spoken with, extremely close to it as of uh, last night when he landed. Uh, will today be the day? We know that his wife was with him, uh, Sarah, and he is, um, you know, there are some issues that they have to work out, right? There have been talks that the Chargers want to keep Kellen Moore as the offensive coordinator. He's interviewing with other teams, and they're try- trying to, and they're blocking that, so... Would that be a holdup for Jim Harbaugh? He might want to bring Greg Roman with him, his own offensive coordinator, who he had with him at San Francisco, for example. And uh, these are things that have to be ironed out. And until it's final, it's not final. But it certainly seems like this is the one opportunity for him this year. There always seems to be one, right? Last year it was Denver. Two years ago it was Minnesota. He went out there thinking he had the job and expecting to take the job, as we reported, and planning on taking the job, and that didn't work out. It fell through during the interview process. So this is something that is not a foregone conclusion, in my opinion, but it is something that I think both sides want to happen. So that's something that we're watching. And uh, if if word comes out today that they have not reached a deal and they start interviewing other people, now we're hearing Pete Carroll's name, that maybe he wants to be thrown into the mix for, for the Los Angeles Chargers job, then maybe that's something to keep an eye on as well. So I think it's going to either happen, uh, Bill, within the next next couple of days, or maybe Jim Harbaugh comes back after all. What happens? Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com, the Michigan Insider, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee Guest Sign. Chris, when I hear you say that he left around midnight, a little after Michigan time, which is 9 o'clock on the West Coast, jumping on a plane that late, your agent or the Chargers wanted you out there so you could negotiate and maybe he just wants to see, uh, will they meet all the demands? Will he accept it? Uh, will he come back to Michigan now? He got an agent involved compared to other dealings, which, yep. you know, Atlanta, the rumor of uh, the second interview, I'm not sure if that has happened yet. So you always want a second bidder in negotiations, but Harbaugh jumping on a plane a little after midnight Michigan time tells me, there's some urgency in this L.A. Chargers situation. Yeah, and it does seem that way, right? And they are very interested. I don't think that, I think that's very clear. Who knows what the Falcons? I think that it's been reported that Bill Belichick is their their number one guy. So 
but second interviews are, are you know mean a lot. And the Chargers have said they are going to set up second interviews with several other candidates as well. So it's clear that this is still a negotiation, right? It's not like it's Jim Harbaugh or Bust. This is our guy. Uh, it's clear that the two sides are still going back and forth. But we knew it was serious when he hired Don Yee, which we reported you know several weeks before other people uh, in the NFL circles that you know he was starting to to talk contract with Michigan. So. Um, it's not out of the realm of possibility that it falls through and that Jim Harbaugh is back at Michigan, but we also know that, that Sharon Moore has been kind of acting as a de facto head coach here in terms of recruiting and things like that, and it's kind of come to a standstill. A lot of Michigan fans concerned because Ohio State's out buying players, and they're like, well, what about us? We just won the Natty and so on and so forth. But two weeks does not make or break your quarterback, or your I'm sorry, your program, and you've got to make sure that you have uh, that you, your coach is happy if he's coming back and and he and he gets to explore his opportunities, which is all of his players. Donovan Edwards told us the same thing. Michigan senior to be running back. He said if he wants to go, he should go and he should take the time. He's led us the three Big Ten championships and a natty. He can do whatever he wants to do. So yeah, part of it's hurting the program maybe in the short term. We've said that though the last two years, right? And what have they done? They've won two more Big Ten titles and national championships. So he can do whatever the heck he wants to do. What is the latest on the Michigan side of this negotiation? Is there a concrete offer? Are there still stumbling blocks Mm -hmm. on NCAA possible sanctions or how that is handled? We we get the interest from the NFL teams as being highly reported at the Wolverine.com and NFL outlets. But where are things right now? So if Harbaugh goes out to – oh, he's in L.A. now. And it doesn't work out today. He wants to get one more day to see if they can get a deal done he wants to move on, go for another interview in Atlanta, or tell Michigan, hey, I'm going to stay. Where are they at on the Michigan offer? Yeah, he has told them, from what we understand, that he's waiting until February 15th, no matter what, until all the jobs are filled, that it doesn't matter if they met every one of his other demands, he wouldn't be signing a contract until he sees what the NFL has to offer as well. So it's clear that he has that in mind that, hey, this is something that I might want to pursue. And we've known this for a while, that that Lombardi trophy, it's just still there with him. So uh, I don't think it's, I think that's been overblown that, okay, Michigan's not giving him what he wants. I think that's coming from some people close to the Harbaugh side of it. And I don't think that's fair. I think the terms continue to change a little bit. And uh, and some of the demands are, <laughs> excuse me, are Clear. up there a little bit. Yeah, sorry. Clear! <laughs> some of those demands. Yep. So some of those demands are just one of those things. It's just one of those things where, okay, um, you know, if you got to promise me that you're not going to fire me for cause and that Ward Manuel can't fire me and it's got to be a committee and everything else. And uh, who knows how it's going to play out with Ward Manuel after this, if Jim Harbaugh were to come back and those two guys coexist. I know what what's public, said publicly is a lot different than what we've heard privately about the relationship between those two guys. So there's going to be some things to figure out there, but uh, they would make it work. If Jim Harbaugh had to come back to Michigan, it's not going to be like he's going to be miserable here. He loves it here. He's essentially a god here, and it, I really believe he'll probably have a statue here next to Bo Schembechler someday for what he's accomplished here. Live CPR on Chris Ballas, <laughs> presented by TheWolverine.com. You okay? You wheezing. I don't want that. Are you resting? Are you drinking liquids, eating chicken soup <laughs> from your mama? All of it. Yep, and uh, still getting over it, but man, I'm a lot better than I was before. You come back from Houston, everybody, a lot of people I know that came back from Houston were sick, and uh, but getting over it now, and uh, just one of those things, brother, you know, fighting through. You know, those planes are just like, they're like Petri dishes right now, and you're all in that little funnel of that plane. 
It's like a, Indeed. It's like Air Sickness starring Nick Cage from the makers of Con Air comes Sick Air. It's unbelievable. I'm glad you're okay right there. I yelled clear Great. twice. I had the paddles ready to go. Thanks, brother. We're doing all right. All right. So uh, away from the hardball contract situation, I'm looking at mock drafts. I'm not seeing JJ in the first round. Uh, I, I is there a deal with Harbaugh? I mean, he left. Uh, tell me, tell me where you're at on what to expect when it comes to JJ McCarthy and what we hear on draft weekend, the NFL draft weekend in Detroit. Yeah, Mel Kuyper is saying now that uh, he thinks he'll be the fourth quarterback taken and that uh, some see him at going as high as number 16. And, uh, you know, this guy, his best football is ahead of him. You know, he did whatever he could here to, to win a championship at Michigan. They didn't ask him to throw a ton. He did not have elite receivers. It was not that kind of an offense, uh, and he didn't care. And that's what makes him even more appealing, ironically, to a lot of these teams is that, okay, we know he can throw. We know he's, he's a young kid still. He's you know three years out of high school, and uh, we know that he's got all the intangibles. Uh, he's a winner. He's a locker room guy. He's going to be an outstanding quarterback at the next level. I have no doubt about that. He's one of those guys that, for example, the Detroit Lions wouldn't have taken 10 years ago, but Dan Campbell would love. When you look at a guy like Aiden Hutchinson, you know another one of those guys that maybe didn't test quite as well as a couple of guys ahead of him, but you know that he's going to be a great locker room guy and give you effort. Uh, and be just an outstanding character guy. So that's J.J. McCarthy in a nutshell. I have no doubt uh, that he's going to be a, a, a great a great quarterback in the NFL, and I would take him in a heartbeat. So, And I can't say, I, you know, I wouldn't say that about some other guys uh, that have played at Michigan where you're like, okay, well, you know, this guy can't wait to get out of here. Uh, and uh, that's a couple guys from two, three years ago, receivers, for example, that opted out of seasons that uh, you know haven't really panned out. Now, some have. Nico Collins, for example, was always a great uh, high-character guy. He opted out, and now look at him. But there were some other guys there that you're like, okay, you've got questions about these guys because uh, you know they're bailing on their team. That's not J.J. McCarthy. So uh, excited to see what he does. Obviously, wish he was coming back. But now he's just got to find a quarterback. It's going to be interesting to see if they go to the portal or if that guy's on, on campus right now. In my opinion, when the spring comes, they will be looking for a quarterback in the portal again, Bill. That was my next question. Who's going to be the replacement yep. for J.J.? And again, I, I've seen drafts all over the place, you know, CBS Sports drafts. Those two don't list J.J. You mentioned that, you know, Mel Kuyper thinks he'll be uh, taken in the first round. It will be the workouts. It will be the pro day. It will be what he does. And also the intangibles on, you know, he still can be a second-round pick get decent money and you wait, you get a shorter rookie contract and you're in your way. There's no hurry uh, for McCarthy, which by the way, someone reminded me, Russ Ortega, a good Michigan uh, friend and fan and has his man cave where, you know, he's throwing parties every Michigan game day. He reminded me that when JJ came in to start his first game and I'm trying to find this tweet that, I stated J.J. McCarthy will never lose another game as a starting quarterback at Michigan. Wow. How about that, man? I got to find that tweet because I got I to get on a T-shirt. Yeah, well, he uh, he lost to TCU, right? And that was it. That was it. Yeah, yeah he uh, lost one game. This is his very yeah. first start. We're at the man cave. And I said, J.J., he looked really good earlier or something. I said, J.J. will never lose another game ever <laughs> as Michigan's starting quarterback. 
And people laughed at you, and uh, yeah, I think your prediction too. You had Michigan going fifteen and zero, and the Lions state going four and eight too. Yeah, and state going four. And that was before. That was before uh, uh, Mel's uh, magnificent exit. Kindly for radio. Uh, yeah, I was going to. I, 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 I had to slow down on the words right there because I'm like going, I don't want to. I, I don't want to. Yeah, and then I said Lions are going to win the NFC and be 14 and 3 in the regular season. I wasn't far off on that. No. It's just all good, man. The Michigan run, the Lions run, even the Michigan State fans with Coach Smith. You know, he's a good coach. And Ohio State, man. You know what? They celebrated their fourth straight year of beating Michigan, winning the Big Ten, and winning the national championship without playing a game. A dynasty. Congrats to the Ohio State fans. Yeah, 13 million. Bragging bragging about spending 13 million on players, but Harbaugh is under multiple investigations for a lunch for recruits and talking to a kid with leukemia that's an extra practice during COVID. But let Ohio State brag about 13 million spent on amateur athletes. Oh, it's NIL, name, image, and likeness? No, it's pay to play, pay to play. And it's uh, all under the guise of NIL. And uh, you know what? It hasn't done them. You know what? They've been paying. They've been doing this for a while, let's be honest. And Alabama did it uh, for forever. Now they're, they're kind of paying the price here. They got Kalen DeBoer coming in. That's a, that's a rebuild now. Unbelievable. So, uh, to me, uh, Bill, you go, you move on with Sherwin Moore and you keep the guys that you have here. There's a lot of talent coming back on this Michigan team. You still have to fill some cracks in, right? You still have to fill some positions like with Oluolu Atimi two years ago, with Drake Nugent last year, and guys like that. Uh, uh, Josiah Stewart played a huge role. Josh Wallace, man, this is a kid that nobody talks about at cornerback who came from UMass. There are guys out there like that that you can fill in some of these spots and probably going to have to get another lineman too, but there's plenty of talent on this team where if they get a quarterback, Bill, they're going to be right back in it this year, and they've got the culture, and that's the most important thing. they got to keep they keep it going with Sharon Moore is what we've heard. I have a lot of faith in him. Everybody that I've spoken with has nothing but high praise for him. They expect him to be a little bit more aggressive on the recruiting trail if it does come to that, but uh, that is the way you go. You don't blow it all up and you know bring somebody in like the Rich Rod thing and then spend the next 10 years in the abyss or whatever, seven years. You keep it going and do the best you can, and I think they've got the right guy there to do that. If Harbaugh does take the L.A. Chargers job and he's out there in Los Angeles as we're talking – and that 30-day portal window is open, which just ravaged Alabama after Saban announced his sudden retirement. What would that do to the current Michigan recruits and roster? Yeah, they would have to recruit them all over again. And I've talked to people at the collectives about this. They feel really good about where they are right now. Uh, these kids did come here to play for Jim Harbaugh, but I can promise you they love Sharon Moore. wrote an article about that with Trevor Keegan talking about him and what how he saved his career, Michigan's left guard. And there are so many guys on this team that feel the same way. Uh, just a good young coach who really relates to the kids. So, but money talks too, Bill. And they've got uh, they're improving. Uh, with, but they some of these kids are getting offers for eight hundred thousand dollars to go down south. And uh, you know, Oregon's been kind of peeking around. And uh, I don't know how this is possible or how they allow this. The, the joke of a of an organization the NCAA is, but um, to me, it's disgusting. 
and that's college football. I was talking to Skeen, my podcast partner, Doug Skeen, who was obviously on your show quite a bit, and we do our summits with, and he said, you know, I can't stand looking at it anymore. But that's what makes this team so special, right, this Michigan run of what the last three years. They weren't buying and paying for these kids. Uh, Jim Harbaugh was preaching transformational, not transactional, and it's funny, all these rival fans coming and saying you cheated and you got the asterisk and so on and so forth, and that was probably the most cleanly assembled team out of any in college football, at least one of them. So uh, you love to see it. You love to know that it's still possible. I didn't think it was, Bill, and I've said that to you many times that the days of Michigan competing national championships for, for national championships were over. So to see them do it again in our lifetimes and go 50-0 was really, really special. Chris Ballas from TheWolverine.com. You can follow the Harbaugh watch as he's out in Los Angeles right now. Second interview with the L.A. Chargers. That's at uh, TheWolverine.com in the offseason for Michigan football, Michigan basketball, which this looks like the end of the Juwan Howard era. We'll see how the rest of the season plays out. Chris, thanks for the update. Anytime, Bill. Thanks for having me. All right, Chris Ballas from TheWolverine.com joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line here on the Huge Show across Michigan. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. It's time to go on the court with Tim Stout. It's a new day to celebrate and be free. It's a new day full of action and excitement because it's a day for winning. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort, it's a new day. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com. Perhaps the Big Ten regular season title is out of reach for Michigan State's men's basketball team with 12 games remaining, six home, six away. But the Spartans have now won three in a row, climbed out of the basement from a one and four start, now four and four, and they have four days to prepare for one of the leaders in the Big Ten Wisconsin Friday night in Madison. No easy place to play. Wisconsin has already beaten Michigan State in December by 13 points in the Breslin Center. The Spartans won at Maryland on Sunday despite being out-rebounded 37 to 22. And one would think if the margin's anywhere near that in Madison, it'll be a tough place for Michigan State to continue that winning streak and move it to four. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news Press releases and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive boys and girls, high school sports, MHSAA.com. TV. That's MHSAA.TV. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. Leonard Skinner. ZZ Top. Friday, August 9th at Soaring Eagle Casino, the sharp-dressed Simple Man Tour. Leonard Skinner and ZZ Top. Tickets start at $38 and are on sale now at the box office at etix.com. Part of the Soaring Eagle Summer Outdoor Concert Series, Leonard Skinnerd and CC Tom. Friday, August 9th at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. 
Huge here for my friends from Coppercraft Distillery. Now they're a Michigan-based company, and they have a message for anybody 21 and up. You're going to want to get hooked up with this Honolulu Blue, a premium can cocktail. Vodka, blue raspberry lemonade. This special limited edition can cocktail is available at local stores, pubs, and restaurants. And when you're cheering on our favorite pro football team, TDs, tailgates, and more, make sure you grab a Honolulu Blue from Coppercraft Distillery. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. It's time for another edition of Inside Michigan, Michigan State and Pistons basketball each and every week. John Beeline, one of the grand gentlemen of the game of college basketball. You see him weekends on the Big Ten Network in studio. He joins us every Tuesday, presented by Dorn Mayhew, one of the world's top accounting, CPA, and business firms. Their worldwide headquarters are in Troy. Josh Garvey is the managing shareholder for the Dorn Mayhew GR office. And Josh and Coach join me every week. We talk some hoops. Uh, what's up, guys? Hey, good afternoon. How we doing? All right, fellas, let's begin. That was a really good opening. I feel like we're doing the coin toss right now at midfield. Like, <laughs> you nervous, Josh? You nervous, Coach? You got to defend his. You got to kick here. Let's go. I'm here. I'm, I know. Hey, I'm you both are on the phone. Strong. I'm in the studio. I'm traffic copping this right now. We're at air traffic control. All right, we'll begin with you, John. What about this Michigan-Purdue matchup? I think Michigan is reaching the point that they got to start posting W's if they have any shot at making March Madness. Well, that's and that's the beauty of the Big Ten, that I think that you always have those shots over and over. When I was in more mid-major leagues, right now you're thinking, how can we be ready for the tournament? Because that's the only shot of getting in. Right now, uh, they can still have with – Illinois, a couple of Michigan State games, uh, and and Purdue here, Wisconsin. You know, you you you're gonna have to beat those teams in order to get in the NCAA tournament, and it's gonna be hard. It's gonna be hard. So tonight at Purdue, one of the harder, I would say, one of the harder places it is to win. It's built with concrete. All uh, is the foundation and all around it, and the sound is incredible and. And uh, without their starting point guard again tonight, it's going to be hard for them. But anything can happen on any given night. We've seen that. And uh, Michigan, we've seen them win, beat St. John's, who's turned out to be a good team, uh, and beat them handily and beat Iowa on the road handily. And that's not happening very many times. So anything can happen. Josh Garvey, managing shareholder for Dorn Mayhew's GR office. Josh, your thoughts on the Michigan-Purdue matchup tonight? You know, it's, it's a tough place to play, as Coach said. Purdue is tough, uh, especially at home. Zach Eady, a future NBA center, is a very dominant player and is having a great year. I do think Michigan will, will play them hard, but I, I just don't see how Michigan wins this basketball game at Purdue, who's number two in the country. Yeah, I just I I'm looking at the schedule. I'm looking at Michigan. I I don't know if they have that. You know, late January, February run. Maybe the Big Ten tournament. You know, when you catch that mojo, but it's going to be a struggle. Uh, we'll see how it fares. But I think it's an easy 
uh, Purdue W tonight. Now let's move on to Michigan State, Coach. Uh, they were awesome first half on the road at Maryland, I think up 44-32. Then they dropped 17 in the second half, had to rally uh, to win, and the ups and downs kind of uh, match what this season has been like for Izzo and the Spartans. Your thoughts on that W at Maryland? Well, I think every show I've been on, huge. Uh, I've talked about not overreacting. The schedule is really dictating um, the, the wins and losses and not necessarily the team. And I know people, I said this last week, it's not who you, it's not who you play. You know, it's not where, uh, it's not, how does that go? It's not who you play or how you play. So sometimes it's when and where you're playing them. And that's, that's what they fought with a, a few of these things now. And they have to, uh, now that they have, uh, they, they have three big wins. I think they're, they're, they're going to Wisconsin next, I believe. And that's going to be another tough one for them. But they're, I think they're winning the games they should win. And they're losing the games they probably should lose right now. At the end of the day, they'll be in the NCAA tournament. And, uh, they won't be a high seed, but they're, you know, they're going three in a row now. So they can, uh, they, they'll string some more together as the year, as the, the year goes on here. Josh Garvey, managing shareholder for Dormehu's GR office. Your thoughts on the Spartans and they're on this journey where they're still in the hunt for the Big Ten, believe it or not, but also uh, the schedule is favorable. If they take care of the games when they're favored, they can make the NCAA tournament. Yes, this is a good team. This is a good basketball team. And I think down the stretch, you're going to see them put some more wins together. As Coach mentioned, three wins in a row. They lost a tough one at Illinois previous to that, who's uh, a 10th-ranked team. Um, and that Wisconsin Friday night, very tough place to play. Um, but again, I, I like the chances here looking at their schedule down the stretch. I think Michigan State can make a run and uh, make the NCAA tournament. I, I think they absolutely will. Coach Bila, let's move on talk about the Pistons, our final conversation here on uh, Talking Hoops with former Michigan head coach John Beeline, Josh Garvey, managing shareholder of Dorn Mayhew's Grand Rapids office, joined me every Tuesday on the huge show across Michigan. And we talk Michigan, Michigan State, and Pistons hoops, Big Ten, NBA, and more. We'll be doing this through uh, the NBA Finals. Uh, Pistons made a trade. Uh, they're starting to play better. What would you uh, say is the reason why we're seeing better basketball from the Pistons? Well, what, one of the first things you see is the trade that they made. They, they got to the veteran presence that they, they really need. Just guys that have been around the league a lot. Uh, and uh, they, got, they got that uh, when they got Mike Muscala, a 6'10 shooter, uh, as they got a Bucknell. And then getting Gallinari after coming off an ACL, and both of them are elite shooters, big, 6'10 to 7 feet. And they need more shooting. There's no question about it. I think every team just about needs more shooting. If you just look at it, uh, it's important to have. And Bagley's never was never is a good player, never going to be a shooter. Isaiah Livers uh, had to shoot better in games and had been injured a lot. So um, they played the Bucks just now two really tough games, back-to-back, lost them both. For three quarters, it's even, uh, but they are they're playing better right now. But it's still and Cade will be back soon. Uh, they've unleashed Jaden Ivey a little bit, which I I'd hope they do that sooner. Being with him all last year, he's a winner. He's a great kid. He works his 
He works really hard, and I'm glad they've finally given him the ball more. And that I would look for them to put some wins, wins together at different times, depending on how they, they play. They play Charlotte and a couple other struggling teams. And in about 10 games, people will start, you know, shutting things down a little bit in the last quarter of the season. So at the halfway point now in about 10, 15, 20 games, they'll be through three quarters. They can get more, more wins as they go through this. But it's certainly been a disappointing year. From Coach Beeline to Josh Garvey, your thoughts on the Pistons, where they're at right now? Yeah, they're certainly to echo Coach's comments here. They're in a tough position, and it's been a tough year. And I think you got the right coach, it seems like, the right leadership at the coach level. And we talk about this often on the show with the Lions, the top-down leadership seems like they've got some of that there. But there's there's still maybe a couple players away from a from a, from a few other trades besides the Gallinari and the Muscala trade from maybe maybe playing for playing for more purpose next season. Um, hopefully, the young guys will get some playing time this year, and 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 hopefully they can put a couple wins together. They've got three home games in a row here. It looks like with the Hornets, Wizards, Thunder coming up, but. Hopefully, hopefully they can learn something from this year and 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 make a few more moves and and look forward to next season. Uh, this season certainly looks like it's kind of kind of a loss here, but um, yeah, those are my thoughts. A couple of NBA notes from this afternoon: the Charlotte Hornets are trading Terry Rozier to the Miami Heat for a 2027 first round pick and Kyle Lowry. Woj at ESPN reporting that, and uh, the Milwaukee Bucks who. Have been extremely inconsistent considering the talent they have. Adrian Wojnarowski also reporting from ESPN that the Bucks have fired uh, their head coach Adrian Griffin. That has come within uh, the last hour. So there you go. Uh, life in the NBA, you get superstars, especially uh, Dame and uh, G, and you're you're not winning. Uh, you you're not going to have a job long. It. It's it's a different animal in coaching across the board now. You had Saban retire, Coach Beeline, uh, college, NIL, pay to play that's going on, transfer portal. When you leave, thirty days where kids can leave. It's the wild, wild west at the college level and at the pro level. You get paid to win. End of story. We talked about this in the Big Ten Network actually because. You know, I don't think I don't think Saban is is leaving because of any of those things. Hey, he's seventy two years old. It's it, it's a long grind, and it's time to step away. You know, because he's been able. The only reason he's been successful, he's been able to make changes, and these changes will continue to come. But the stress level has gotten bigger for coaches, and but they're all we're also way overpaid, so people can't afford to just step away. And uh, but it certainly is a different game to coach anything than it was uh, five, ten, and I go back forty-five years. So that's surprising with the Milwaukee Bucks that they would do that. They've been giving up a lot of points, but it is uh, it's a crazy business when the coach is making many times the uh, below the mean salary on the team, let alone. Um, it'd be the highest paid player like he is in uh, highest paid he is in college. So um, I, I'm sad to see that because I, I, I like to see a young coach get a chance like that. But uh, it is it's tough. It's really tough to maintain it. And I'm thankful I was able to do it 45 years uh, before I decided to step away. 
You know, John, and you've been in the NBA, you know, as a senior advisor with the Pistons, head coach with the Cavs. This is why I think the G League is is growing, coach, that the NBA knows that the influx of NIL, transfer portal, everything going on in college basketball, it's not the same where a guy goes and spends three, four, five years uh, with the coaching staff. I think they want to control the development of their players more. And that's why you're seeing the growth of the G League, including two G League franchises in Michigan, Motor City Cruise in Detroit, and the Grand Rapids Gold, mm-hmm. uh, who are in the Nuggets organization. I think the NBA sees that, and that's why there seems to be a real push to grow the NBA G League. Uh, you know, if they could get more like it is in Major League Baseball, where, you know, on this show o- over the years, You'll find, you know, I'm a big St. Louis Cardinal fan. And it's not like the top star may come back, Adam Wainwright, and he'll go down to Memphis and throw and play a few games before he comes up. And I think it's such a healthy thing to do. And somehow we have to get the G League to be one of those things where the first round draft choice can go down and learn in the G League. It's a very different game pro to college. And they have to learn instead of saying, oh, I got to put them in there and then we're loose for a year. Let them go to your G League team and get better. And that's a, that was a challenge for, for, for me at Cleveland to go and play rookies, knowing that that was not the best way to win, but it was the only way for them to get experience. And the G League is the answer there, just like it is in AAA, AA baseball. So that's my, that's my thought. You're right on with that, Huge. You're right on with it, and I think it'd be a better game if that was able to be used more and was a more acceptable maneuver by teams. But right now, agents and and players won't allow that. Sometimes they will, they won't, and uh, that's that's one of the issues. Josh Garvey, who's managing shareholder for Dorme, who's GR office. Before I let you go, your thoughts on where college sports are at with the NIL, pay to play, transfer portal. I'm talking football and basketball uh, where do you think it's going geez it's hard to say huge it's it's becoming a big business quickly and it's almost scary to think about it um when you when you summarize how quickly it's grown and escalated um and 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 i really don't have an answer to your question about where i think it's going to go it just seems like it's going to become its own multi-billion dollar business and it, it just it seems to be kind of a scary thing, in my opinion. It seems like a very, very scary business. So um, I don't know how to answer your question today. For- yeah, it's kind of crazy. Josh Garvey, managing shareholder, Dorn Mayhew, has her worldwide headquarters uh, in Troy. And Josh handles the Dorn Mayhew GR office. Coach Beeline, thank you so much. Coach, you there? I'm here. Yes, thank think, you very much for another opportunity. Yeah, we we lost Josh. His phone ran out. He's he's got a he's got a burner phone that it just says "huge show" on it that he uses for these interviews. So <laughs> we'll, we'll be okay. We'll we'll reconnect with him. Always good to hear your voice, my man. You have a great week. All right, all right. Thanks, huge. Yeah, there he is, John Beeline, former head coach at Michigan, and each and every week uh, joins us to talk hoops. Presented by. Josh Garvey and his team at Dorn Mayhew's GR office. Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. January in Michigan means two things. 
One, you are wondering if those holiday leftovers are still edible or if they're a biohazard. Two, the roads are getting slippery. You are on your own with the leftovers, but the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police has a very simple solution for road conditions. Slow down. No matter how good of a driver you think you are, it can take up to 10 times longer to stop your car on slippery roads. Please, drive slow on ice and snow. Bill Simonson here for my good friends from Urban U. They are Michigan's preferred med spa. Three locations in the West Michigan area, and you'll find an Urban U in Northville. Online, you can see all their skin services they offer at theurbanu.com. So the prepping season is here for the guests to come into Urban U. And if you're thinking about it, you can take care of everything during the winter from cool sculpting, laser hair removal, skin rejuvenation, and skin vibe for skin health. Now, these services are done in multiple sessions, and winter is the perfect time to start so guests can see visible results by the time they get to spring break, vacations, and even the summer. Find out more at theurbanu.com. That is theurbanu.com. The prepping season is underway, and it's time to think about your skin health as you get ready for that trip, that spring break, or the summer. Find out more at theurbanu.com. Hey, Michigan, let's go big. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro wide receiver, and I'm talking real big-time winning on the hottest slots and table games on one incredible app. Eagle Casino and Sports. Sign up now and get up to $1,500. That's right. We'll match your deposit for up to $1,500, and you'll get 100 free spins. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older and in Michigan to play. Huge here for Van Andel Institute Purple Community. Now, they're a grassroots fundraising network powered by the volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve health now and in the future. Learn more at purplecommunity.org. Save big on fuel with m Earn points on your Meyer purchases in-store and online. Then use your points to claim a fuel reward and save up to $1 off per gallon of gas at Meyer. Claim your m fuel rewards in the Meyer app and ID at the pump to save. Plus, earn points for qualifying Meyer Express purchases and look for exclusive Meyer Express offers. Download the Meyer app to sign up or see Meyer.com to learn more. 10 cents to $1 off per gallon based on points earned. Exclusions apply. Not valid in Wisconsin. Max 30 gallons. Bill Simonson here for Roast Umber Coffee. It's a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And their nitro cold brew coffee is a convenient and healthy option with no sugar or additives. So if you want a great coffee or energy drink to power you through your morning and your day, it's available in ground or whole bean or in cans. More information on the website and direct delivery to your door at RoastUmber.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back in the Huge Show final segment on this Tuesday broadcast presented by the incredible Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Also, don't forget about their sister property, the Saganine Eagles Landing Casino and Hotel in Standish for our listeners on 100.9 FM, The Mitt. Now, you can hear in Midland, Bay City, and Saginaw. Now, at Soaring Eagle on Sunday, they're having a huge 
Lions, Niners, NFC Championship Watch Party. Game kicks off at 6.30. You can get there early and watch the Chiefs and the Ravens. You got live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and Nightclub. A ton of TVs. Great sound. It will feel like you're there. So the best thing to do is to book your room right now at SoarinEagleCasino.com for Saturday night and maybe even Sunday night or just Sunday night. You got all the food options now with the new food district, Ruth Chris's Steakhouse, as you get ready for the Lions, who are one win away from the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. And everybody across Michigan is invited to the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant. Inside the Ascend Sportsbook and Nightclub, 6.30 is a kick for the Lions. And the Niners' early game at 3 will be Mahomes versus Jackson Chiefs and the Ravens in live sports wagering happening inside the Ascend Sportsbook and Nightclub on the biggest Sunday in Lions history. Like I said, a game away from the Super Bowl in Vegas. Now, if you can't make it to Soren Eagle on Sunday for the game, you can download the Eagle Casino and Sportsbook app and place your wagers on the NFC title game. I think the Lions are a six and a half point underdog right now. Just download that Eagle Casino and Sportsbook app. Now, if you're going to be in the Grand Rapids area, don't forget about all the brands Steakhouse and Grills. In Bay City, there's a Brands. Caledonia, south of Grand Rapids, there's a Brands. In the Grand Rapids area, you'll find Mike Brand, senior with the Brands and Cascade, just east of GR. Johnny Brand, senior, has the Brands on Leonard, off of 131 in downtown Grand Rapids. Lions and the Niners, AOC championship game, NFC championship game on all the TVs, specials. Happy hours to that day and more at all brands' locations. Johnny Brand also has a location in Granville. You'll find the brands in Holland. You have the brands with Liz Brand, Stegaheis, and Sean Stegaheis and the crew at 44th and South Division. Mike Brand Jr., uh, the brands in Caledonia with Liz Brand, Stegaheis. Same thing for the brands in Bay City. So call ahead, reserve a table, make plans to watch. The Lions and the Niners Sunday night at all the brands, Steakhouse and Grills. The one close to you, go to brands.com. Also, if you're having a house party, go into someone's house to watch it. You can get your wings on the fly. Order up all the wings, any sauce denomination you need, and have them ready for Championship Sunday. To place that order for the brands close to you, see their menu and more, go to brands.com. You can even order up and have those wings delivered. Everything you need at Brands.com. And it begins with the Chiefs and the Ravens at 3 o'clock on Championship Sunday, followed by the Lions and the Niners on all the TVs at All Brands Steakhouse and Grills. So get the friends together. I know a lot of people are having house parties, but getting to a brand's should be crazy with locations all across the state. And the one close to where you'll be, go to brands.com. Now, if you miss anything connected to this show, simple and easy. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcast. Big. Bad. 
Huge.